What's happening, guys? Welcome to episode 12. I'm super excited about the episode we just finished. Um, it's going to be a wild ride, to say the least. What are your thoughts on it, Micah? Uh, it went a little, it went a little off the rails. Um, a little off the rails? No. Yeah, a little no, bit. No, 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 no. I, no. Certain individuals will have you, have you believe otherwise, uh, <laughs> as you will hear if you listen to the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it went off the rails a little bit, and, uh... We, we talked about way more than we intended to. That we did. We we talked about the Murray Island incident. We talked about religion. We talked about shapeshifters. We talked about secret societies and government. So buckle up, mother truckers. This one gets this one gets wild and weird. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it once again. Thank you, Ben and Joe from the UFO Garage Podcast, coming on and hanging yeah, out with we us. Definitely appreciate it. It was much love, and uh, you guys get some popcorn, get a beer, whatever you're into, whatever you drink. Sit down, just enjoy this episode, just absorb it, just think think on some things with this one. So, uh, much love to all of our listeners once again, and you guys can follow us on Facebook. If you're not part of the conversation, please join. And uh, what are our other pages, Mike? I think you can follow us on Twitter at Band of Bearded Brothers. I think it is right. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't. I don't specifically remember, but they'll be yeah. in. Harley the runs that bad boy for us. She, you know, whatever's <laughs> happened that wild ride too. Let her rip, Harley. Just run her. And uh, yeah, you guys can join us on there. Uh, obviously, Instagram and Twitter as well. So if you guys enjoy this one, and uh, we'll see you for episode thirteen. I think I'm going to cover something. I already. I just thought about it right now. I want to recover a particular instance that had to do with the Michigan history again, with a gentleman who had some serious lost time from I think it was Michigan State University or Lansing somewhere out in there and it's possible UFO indications so uh, come back for episode 13 we'll be dealing with a uh, gentleman from the state of Michigan once again love you guys another episode of pop that's right <laughs> episode 12 ladies and gentlemen tonight we've got ben and joe with us and uh we did bring micah back apparently people wanted to hear him again so we brought him on <laughs> I haven't got any like that. Mike, you haven't got... do a solo one now dude i doubt that my solo <laughs> one would probably be some political rant nobody wants to hear that oh it's okay everybody needs one political <laughs> rant every now and then <laughs> that's right right um yeah so tonight obviously as we mentioned to you guys we're gonna be dealing with the murray island incident which i don't know how you guys feel this is why we brought in you two first of all if you guys did not know this particular incident is so complex and spreads out in so many other ways so we had to bring in two not one but two doctor scientists to deal with it so uh tonight joan ben <laughs> can we bring in their expertise to the table here um <laughs> So, Micah, first of all, did you did you read much on this case? Do you know much about this at all? Uh, no, I, I just read briefly on it. To be honest, I, I didn't uh, I didn't look too far into it. Um, I, I read enough to know that it sounds pretty sketchy, though. <laughs> right on, 
Right on. Um, well, yeah, so that that's kind of what I wanted to get, I guess, for you two. I don't know who's going to, if you guys want to tell the whole story here or how you want to lay it out for them, but um, we can kind of dig into when this began and what your thoughts are on it. I know I got a couple questions in regards to three specific things, but I'll, I guess if you guys want to give the audience just a little bit of an idea of what exactly took place, and then we can kind of start breaking things down from there. So, um, so hey, I don't know. Real quick, just, yeah. just because... I don't remember if you actually introduced oh, no. them or not. Go ahead. You just were like, hey, we're here. That's true. <laughs> well, I thought we did with uh, – that's true. I thought we did at the beginning. But, yeah, yeah, so we're here with the UFO Garage podcast joining us on Bob. And uh, today we're going to be doing, uh, like I said, the special episode on the uh, the Murray Islands. <laughs> and so that's pretty much it. Oh, there we go. There we go. We got it in the background there. Perfect. What's up, everybody? Hey. Hey guys, thanks so much for having us on your show. We, oh, yeah, thank you for uh, coming on. <laughs> we we've been uh, we've been big fans for uh, I don't know how many years. I mean, what is it? Been ten? <laughs> At least twelve episodes. At least twelve episodes. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the, right. I don't know the numbers, but big fans. We don't need the exact math. No, that I, I would say that too for you guys. I, that means a lot hearing that from you guys because. I think it was right around, it, I looked it up the other day, I think it was episode 12 for you guys when I first found you. So it's kind of funny that that was like literally the episode I found you guys on and you guys are happy to come on this. I would have never imagined being, you know, like 12 episodes in having you guys on. But really and truly, if you guys have not checked them out yet, you need to. Um, they're very entertaining, but you're also going to get a ton of information. So I know I feel like I've uh, been beating on the drum a little bit on the show here for you guys. So hopefully some people... <laughs> Tune we in and check it. you guys out. So, yeah, man, yeah. So, man, I, I mean, I guess just started off, man, with the 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 Mari Island incident. Uh, you know, honestly, Ben is the professional here, and he could tell you the whole story right off the bat, dude. Totally, <laughs> totally, 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 totally. totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, in June, in June, nineteen forty-seven, a bunch of stuff happened. Okay. Uh, I know. And, listen, and and some things, and some stuff. Right, 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 right. And and you're not wrong because uh, uh, June twenty first, nineteen forty seven. Does that does that year ring a bell to anybody else? Oh yeah. Oh, it been it, it, it Roswell. Very soon afterward. Very soon afterwards. Um, yeah, something yeah. big happened. So I'm not an expert on this at all. Uh, all I know is that I've. This is like one of the first uh, U- reported UFO incidences in like newspapers. Um, I guess, you know, it happened before the Roswell incident. Um, it spawned a bunch of books. Even the guy, I mean, Joe, I'm terrible with names, but the guy that came up with the actual term flying saucer happened yeah, after yeah. this event. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what's interesting about this dude is, is, it happened. Uh, it happens before Roswell, right? But yeah. why? Why is Roswell such a bigger story than than the Maury Island incident? Yeah. Right. Um, and to me, it's kind of like when you look at the two cases, um, you kind of you kind of have the same kind of fuckery going on, right? They're both uh, shrouded in bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You you have government involvement. Uh, you've got these random craft that are showing up out of nowhere. Uh, you know, I guess if we're going to talk about the incident, right? They're they're out off the the 
I guess it's like the Washington State area, um, the little island out there, right, which is Maury Island. Um, and a, a, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe it was a, like a, a logging area, right? And they would go out there and and yeah. tug logs and stuff, right? Yeah, they were so supposed to clean there. it up. Yeah, yeah. So they're out there. They got their dog with them. Um, they, they look up in the sky and they see these these craft come down out of the sky. Um, and it's weird because, you know, people say, you know, they saw the saucers or the saucer craft, but they specifically say that they're donut shaped, right? Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. Screw flat earth. <laughs> it's donut shaped. That's how. That's right. Dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so donut shaped. I didn't know that. I didn't miss that before. Nice. And so in the same thing happens with uh, with Kenneth Arnold. Kenneth Arnold is the guy who supposedly, quote, started the flying saucer thing, right? Uh, right. Cool the term. But really with him, he said, I saw this craft, and it skipped across the sky kind of like a saucer across water. Yeah. Right? Also, they, also like, yeah. who throws saucers on water? Like, he had to have, like, a plethora of China. He must have been very... Yeah. Uh, he had he had a big uh, horde of of plates apparently that he could just get rid of. Sausage on water. Yeah, I forget the guy's name, but uh, he was from Texas, right, Ben? He's actually the first guy. That's right. To coin the saucer, and it was written in a local newspaper, and this was in 1896, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that is actually in a newspaper written down, and uh, then Kenneth Arnold said it. But these guys. They didn't even say flying saucer, and they still call it a flying saucer, like to this day, when they were donuts. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because didn't uh, not to interrupt you there, but did what? So like with Kenneth Arnold, was that prior to? Well, that was the only part I was a little murky on. Is like some stories seem like it happened like the same timeline where he's seen these was a seven or nine crafts. And but that was like I'm thinking it wasn't a couple days before the actual Murray Island incident or somewhere right in there. Is that right or wrong? Do you know? It was it was a couple days after the Murray Island incident. And then it was like a week or a month. I can't remember if it was a week or a month. uh, Then Roswell happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And coincidentally, uh, right at the same time, we have all these flying saucers that are coming down and 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 in reality actually there was like three or four major crashes that had happened um in the arizona new mexico region um before roswell or any of this other stuff right it just didn't get reported because people were like what the hell which makes me wonder that when the maury island incident actually happened the government was so quick to react to it right and this is one of the first cases where the men in black show up and yeah. you know, threaten an eyewitness. <laughs> so maybe because of all these other crashes, they already had you know some things in place, and they were like, "Look, we don't know what the heck is going on, but we need to find a way to keep people quiet about this." And so I, I think it's uh, I just think it's it's kind of interesting that that you know that that specific thing would happen during this incident, um, which coincidentally leads a lot of people to believe that it's a hoax. Yeah, so hey, back to uh, the the Texas incident. Uh, it's Aurora, Texas, Joe. It's eighteen ninety seven. Um, the Aurora. Ah, it's a famous one. 
we should we should know that but <laughs> anyway i mean so so this stuff has been talked about in newspapers people have been murmuring and and it, it, one has to like kind of guess if you were to put like false information out there or just hear a story through the grapevine say roswell happens and oh like uh, okay so i know a little bit about this but i'm gonna add a little bit to that story like folklore often does is add a little bit more oomph to it and right. i feel like part of my brain says okay that's where uh a man in, a man in black came and like just said hey like uh did you, what did you see like did you see some uh secret government plane or what, what did you see and someone interpreted that as oh the scary guy came in and said you didn't see anything like we're right. you know like they kind of over overdid it a little bit it's it's kind of like that game of telephone but on the other on the other hand let's take the the words for you know face value uh is it possible that there is a secret shadow government organization that sends people out after incidences like this to keep things quiet to interview people that actually saw these things that know more than they should and kind of like threaten people to stay quiet absolutely i don't know that's kind of where i sit on it yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, like, if you if you look at the, uh, I guess there was a couple FBI agents that actually showed up to, from what I read, that actually showed up to uh, talk to talk to the patrolman. I think that there was something to do with, with boats or something like that, yeah. and that they had some type of molten like lava <laughs> um, fall out of the sky onto their boat when they investigated. They said, "Oh, it's." Uh, I forgot what they said it was, but it was aluminum or something. And they just kind of threw it off, and then they reported back that it was um, that their yeah, their, their investigation showed that it was um, like it was a, just a hoax, no big deal. And then those two FBI agents actually died on their way back. And yeah, that's a little bit sketchy. I feel like. So wait, wait, yeah. wait. One, yeah. So one second, real quick, then. So to back up just a hair. So so. Leading up to all the stuff that took place, what was the incident that actually went down? I got or who are we? Wasn't that was that Fred? I think was his name. Is that correct? It was on the boat. The guy that was logging or whatever. The actual incident that took place. Is that was that him? Like, yeah, it was. A, it was a strange name, like Hall uh, or something. Kirkman, yeah, Chrisman. Chrisman and 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 Hall or something like Dahl. that. Harold Dahl. 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 Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Dahl and Chrisman. Yeah, so I mean, so they're on their boat. They they see these craft come out of the sky. One of them comes down super super low, um, and so they start you know heading back to shore because they're not sure what's happening. And then it, it, they said it looked like uh like newspaper was falling out of the middle of it, and so it was like floating down uh, all over the place. And it was all over the shore and it was all over the water. And then all of a sudden another craft came down and they heard like a huge explosion. And that's when these metal pieces started flying everywhere. And it actually, it actually hit his son in the arm and burnt his son really bad. And it killed their dog. And so they threw the dog overboard. (laughs) Oh no, I laughed about that. (laughs) A at sea type thing. And so they they drove their boat. They they uh they basically ran their boat aground just to try and get back to shore and so they could go hide up in the cliffs because this stuff was falling everywhere. So it's just like raining hellfire down on them while they're out there. Exactly. Exactly. Um and you know, people always say, you know, um why would these things come all the way here and then uh, and then crash 
you know, if they're so technologically advanced. Um, and, and I think uh, the way I think about it is maybe they're doing it on purpose. Maybe they're not coming all the way here and crashing. Maybe they are coming here and purposely dropping a vessel, right? Maybe they're purposely, you know, throwing stuff out of the craft uh, for us to find it or us to discover it as opposed to just being here and, oh, God, we we hit some air turbulence and now we crashed in the middle of the desert. I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about if maybe they're doing it on purpose. So with that, it's funny you mentioned that as far as – and correct me if I'm wrong, because like I said, I've only really gotten into trying. By the way, like trying to get into the history of the UFO sightings, and it is so there's so much to this. Like it's only been the past year I've really been trying to study it, and I feel oh, yeah. like I'm just barely <laughs> screaming by because there's like every story has so many rabbit holes that it's insane. But if Absolutely. I'm correct me if I'm wrong on this, but with Roswell, what took place there? Didn't one of the soldiers or somebody report at one point in time that? the metal that was found there that they could like crinkle it up almost like paper. And then yeah. when they released it, it would go flat again. Would, so that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioning that it looked like paper falling out. That's, I don't know. It's yeah, kind of weird yeah. that those two tie together and that was same timeline, right? Within a week or and two of each other. it turns out the, the so-called paper that was falling out of this donut craft, it wasn't paper at all. It was, it was metallic in nature. So nice. it was like a really lightweight metallic thing that was floating out of this thing. And then the big metal chunks uh, started falling out of it. And yeah, I mean, so they crashed. Was this thing like crashing? Is that what was, is like, is that what he think was going on or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they like, they hit each other and all oh. this stuff started falling out of it is what they report happened. <laughs> but I mean, even if we do take this back to the Roswell case, you look at the Roswell case and you look at the materials that were supposedly taken from it. And like I was saying, maybe they did this on purpose. You know, what did we get from it? Kevlar, Velcro, fiber optics, new metals, you know, all these different things supposedly come from this one crash. And maybe it didn't specifically come from this one crash. Maybe it came from all these crashes that were prior to Roswell that led to the advancement because we got to think about it. Like if we go back, you know, uh, you know, we had Olaf on our show, right? Ben, yeah. and he was talking about episode. That wasn't a fart, by the way. That was my zipper. If you heard it. <laughs> Did it sound like a fart? <laughs> it didn't until you mentioned that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me lean over and just rip ass real quick. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, uh, but, yeah, what man. What you were saying about Olaf there? So we were talking about the secret space program and how they had already been doing stuff like this way before the '60s. We launched right. the space shuttle, went to the moon in '69, um, but they had already been moving infrastructure to the moon in the '50s. Yeah, you know, and this is right after you know Roswell, which is '47. Um, coincidentally, right after Roswell, not even a couple months later, the Air Force becomes its own branch, right? Yeah, and then yeah. the CIA is developed right after that. And it's just weird how the sequence of events um, take place, you know, after these these major crashes. And around that time, too, we really start, you know, 
seeing like uh, connectivity between people, you know, mm-hmm. now finally the railroads are, are all connected, you know, we're starting to get, you know, these, these telephone wires, you know, and they're, they're being able to send, you know, like these, these, you know, telegraph messages and newspapers are a big thing, you know, cities are, are really starting to develop, you know, around this time. Like, you know, we're, we're getting into like a really more advanced uh, society, you know, right after, you know, the industrial era really kicks in and, and now things are really starting to boom and really starting to move along. So it kind of makes sense that almost like maybe something like this is kind of the next step to bring us into this technological era. You know, we're out of this industrial age, but we use that to push this new technological age that we're going into. And, right. you know, what was it? Uh, you know, the Wright brothers, as soon as they, you know, what was that? Less than 60 years from the first flight of the Wright brothers to landing a man on the moon? Yeah. That's not a lot of time at all. I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like they were working on it. It's like 1905, I think, I think, somewhere in there, when the first one, because I know they had them by World War One, and uh, yeah, but I don't know off the top of my head. Mike is probably going to Google this for us. <laughs> I know I can see him looking at it. <laughs> so look, look it up. I'm doing it too. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> first flight of Kitty Hawk was what year? You pull it up. Uh, it says the invention was 1903. 1903. 1903. I was a couple years off. My yeah. dates are always really a couple years off. <laughs> well, it lasted tw- it lasted twelve seconds and covered a hundred and twenty feet. So I mean, that's like yeah, the first. So from it was from like nineteen oh three to uh, you know, you know, we we, <laughs> we, we invent- did it, and then you know, nineteen sixty nine we land a man on the moon. Like that is fast. That's yeah. really fast. Yeah, for well, that I- to happen. I know with the story. So if we were to take it, and, and I actually have to stand corrected because I think I said it was the very first sighting in the 20th century, which isn't entirely true, and I don't want to go into it, but there was an incident that took place over California. I don't remember the incident of this, but they literally opened fire at night, like tried to blow the crap out of this thing in the sky, and they claimed it was a weather balloon. But without going into it, I just want to stand corrected. I, I did misspeak on that when I, I wrote about it. But with this particular incident... The reason I think it's so intriguing, like you're saying, we're, we're this is the first eyewitness account from, depending on how you want to follow the story, at least three people. So you have Kenneth right. Arnold, right, who's seeing these crafts, who was a pilot himself, tracked the speeds and all this and seen like nine of them. And then the particular incident right there on the lake. So him and his son see this. And then there, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that after, while this is happening, after they run their ship aground, they're getting off. And I heard that he took pictures. There was a rumor yes. saying that he actually was like the first person. We always joke about. They're like, "Why does no one take a picture?" Supposedly, yeah. he did attempt to take pictures of this, and then took it to his boss. I don't know if you know too much about that and how like the yeah. film didn't turn out, and there was like radiation involved and stuff. So, uh huh. Yeah, I, it was I, I don't like know. A, it was uh, like uh, exposure. Like there was something wrong with the the film. There were spots all over it. Right. Whenever he tried to show it to people, and so that's one thing that people say, like, oh, well, then it's a hoax, right? But it, you know, like Michael was saying earlier, yes, uh, you know, Kenneth Arnold did come and investigate. There was also two uh, 
Air Force officers. Uh, they yeah. weren't FBI yet. Uh, yeah, they, they were, were two yeah. Air Force officers, and the Air Force had just, you know, like started to become this thing, and mm-hmm. uh, they came to investigate it. Um, they gather this material up, you know, they have the photos, you know, they've all been contacted by Men in Black, right? Um, and that's kind of like a whole separate issue that we can get yes, into. Yes. But uh, Yeah, it's definitely a second know, part I want to dig into. Um, <laughs> Some people say that they they heard uh, they heard fire come from the ground that you know blew this this aircraft up. It was a B fifty two, you know, yeah. so it was a big ass plane for just a couple people, and they sent it to pick up all the debris and get all the photos, and then these guys were investigating it, uh, and then you know maybe is it just coincidence that you know <laughs> this is the first uh, you know. On, on Air Force Watch, this is the first death to occur on, you know, on, on the Air Force's, you know, dime. You know, is that just coincidence that it's a brand new thing and then all of a sudden a B-52, like, fly falls out of the sky? You know, it, it seems like, I don't know, it seems really coincidental to me that this would occur and then all of a sudden a craft, you know, a, a military plane with all the evidence in it um, either gets shot out of the sky or one of the engines just blows up, right? Yeah, and it, to be fair too, this is where okay, this is like I was saying, it's so funny. I don't know if you guys have obviously had this experience or not. I think anyone who's ever tried to look any of this up has. That excuse me, when you're going to research any story, there seems to be like uh, there's like three different versions to all the stories that get printed or talked about. So when I when I give some of the facts, I'm always like, listen, I'm trying to be as honest with you. You know, that's my biggest thing. I never want to like. you know share any information that's not correct but sometimes you're like listen this is what these are the possibilities so with uh fred what was his name kirkman or what or not kirkman fred i'm gonna call him fred the original uh, guy who sees it on the boat it's it's fredio fredio yeah (laughs) you guys remember freddy from back in the day anybody remember him he was really annoying on youtube no i don't know where that came from i don't think it was freddy oh anyways it's like popped my head so anyways so after this incident happened, I guess, where he tried to develop this film, this is the only part I do think it's like, I feel like maybe he embellished the story a little bit. Because then they said that Dahl, he tells Dahl that like, hey, your boat's like screwed. Like, I don't know what happened, but it's totally like screwed. Um, and tries to show him the pictures. And it said that Dahl didn't believe him, Dahl being his boss. So he's like, let's yeah. go look. And they supposedly went back and then they both again see the craft. So there's a part where that's like my only one red flag with the story of like, you guys probably something did happen for sure. But then I always wonder when some of these stories come forward of like, sometimes like people feel like just telling the truth isn't enough. And I don't know, maybe they did see the crap, but it's very coincidental that they went back and you you have two guys and I've seen it. So that part I found interesting. And then before the two gentlemen from the Air Force, I don't remember their names brown brown and davidson or something their like names that either yeah i think it was brown and davidson before they got the call to show up because like papers he took it i'm sorry he took it to the papers at this point in time was trying to kind of get the story out there but before he told anybody besides his wife his son who's seen it and then um Dow or whatever they, his boss's name was the first men in black encounter happens where the guy literally comes to his front door and was like hey meet me for breakfast. We're going to talk about what happened. Yeah. And he goes to this diner, right? And he just like, and from supposed reports, he sits down and there's like no dialogue. They just eat their food, which is, 
I couldn't do that. Like I could not just sit in awkward silence. I'm just yeah. eating. Can you, can you pass the boysenberry? Yeah. And then I guess like nearing the end of their breakfast, the guy looked at him and to, to quote or something, you know, I shouldn't say to quote off, you know, roughly what he said was he described to Fred exactly what had happened before Fred even told him. And he yeah. was like, this is to prove to you that I know even more than you know what's going on or something along those lines. And that part I thought was like, you know, the men in black story is a whole thing. But then when you deal with that of like, all right, so if this guy didn't tell anybody, the fact that this guy was able to give detailed accounts is, is interesting to me, but it's important to know the other part of that story. Like I said, getting you multiple facts. There was somebody who stated this said supposedly those two air force gentlemen that showed up that when they showed up in town, they got their um, per diem, the military per diem. And they showed up in town and they wanted to look like civilians. Yeah. So supposedly somebody had said that they just went to some like thrift shop, bought the cheapest suits they could, which were just two plain black suits and then showed up. But uh-huh. if that was the case, how could have they sat down at the diner with him and been like for de- you know, verbatim laid out what happened if he hadn't told anybody? Yeah. So there's an inconsistency in the story where I'm kind of like, hmm. You know, like, I definitely feel like there's truths in there, right? But, it, like, it's like we're picking through the, like, what's part is bullcrap. All right, throw this part away. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, like, trying to lay out this. And I can never tell if it's by just people being stupid or if it's by design. I think it's I mean? by design, a little, man. A little I bit mean, of tampering in there. all these stories. I mean, look at all these stories. Like you said, there's, like, three different versions of the story. Um, yeah. There's probably a lot of truth in them. And there's probably a lot of bullshit in them. That's why, like, when people sit down and they have these conversations, it's so, uh, I don't know. Subjective. I feel like there's a lot of bickering, like, kind of in the UFO community about a lot of stuff. And it's because there is a lot of bullshit and there is a lot of truth. And we're all kind of trying to sift through all this material and find out what the real story is. And, you know, will we ever really know? Probably not. I'd like to add something real quick is even the fact that we brought up the Maury Island incident. The only proof that we have is evidence and documentation of military sources. I feel like that's a very true specific thing to focus on. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that our military is, is well known to have really great uh, records. Like they have records. I'm not saying they're all right, but they have great records going back since the beginning of, you know, even back to George Washington. Like, the reason why people can (laughs) tie a a pistol that George Washington Washington owned is because they had records of who owned what pistol. Like, our military is really good at keeping records. I think the thing to focus on, it's just an interesting thing, not the only thing, but is that a a lot of these conversations come back to what's our source? What's what's one thing everyone can agree on? And and that kind of transcends... Even things that we talk about, like uh, speculation with science and, and philosophy, like, okay, well, what can we agree on? You know, but I think yeah. with this topic, a lot of times we come back to what's in the the military uh, uh, document or, or, or record, right? Again, it's like, yeah, we have that. That's the only proof that we have, but... There is what's the record of, of, of people telling the story? We have, like, news outlets, which no one really gets full control over how their news story is told or somebody has a right. crazy story. They go to the news and they, the newspaper wants to sell paper. 
That's their all. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason they exist to sell paper. Like, I mean, since the thirties. I mean, extra, <laughs> extra, read out. Like, come on, dude. Like, they're not telling you the truth. They're t- selling you paper, brother. You know, and it right. kind of there's a lot going on with this whole subject. I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of like zooming out for a second, uh, but like sp- focusing on a couple key points, like. Number one, the only record that we can always rely on is the military record, and we always look at that as, like, the ultimate source of proof, right? And we never look at, like, the people's hand, you know, like, eyewitness account as proof for some reason. Like, that's just not credible. I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. (laughs) Uh, No, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and with the – I mean, I don't know how far off the track we got from the Maury Island uh, event – what I, in my research, like my little bit of research, I mean, I think we, have, do you guys bl- watch uh, Project Blue Book? They did, they did an episode on the yeah. Murray Island event and uh, it turns out at the end, like their story, you know, which is uh, probably not the most factual uh, <laughs> story. And he, he was like, I was just trying to get insurance money on my boat, man. I'm trying to make some, I'm trying to get some shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It, could see it, dude. Like, could see it. fuck yeah, I could totally see that happening. Um, who knows what their actual story is? Um, and that's why that that show is so fun. Um, but then, that, yeah, you you move up to the the Men in Black story with the Maury Island event. It's like, bro, I, I believe both sides. I think I think there is definitely a possibility yeah. that somebody showed up and said, "Hey, shh, you know." Well, Shut your mouth. Yeah, because that's what he basically. I forgot to add that on there. That supposedly from that conversation, the guy threatened him at the end was like, told him he's like, "You bring this up again, I will kill you." Like, just put it right out there. Like, not even like a, you know, something bad could happen. Like, just a, you're gonna die. And what what got weird, and this is where like there's a hole in the story because the, the timeline gets like a little murky. So at this point in time, it sounded like the Air Force, the two gentlemen were on their way to be deployed. But from his story, Fred's, it sounded like this incident at the diner happened like, uh, because the, the the gentleman from the airport didn't even get deployed until it was already in the newspapers. So like, that's how they kind of caught wind of this. Oh, so cool. it wasn't like they okay. were there like the next day. Yeah. And that's what I thought was interesting is that some people were saying they're like, though, when they were saying that the men in black don't exist, like that was just the air force guys. Well, it sounded like from the, the timeline, like the air force guys didn't even show up for like three days. Oh, that's really and interesting. When, yeah. And when they show up, he mentions to them this guy, the the supposed guy who told him to be quiet. He shows them, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he took them back out to the lake, right? He shows them like the evidence they even collected. Supposedly, now this is where it gets like these guys never got to finish the report because like Joe right. brought up. This is where they were. That I think it was the very next day the Air Force was becoming its own first official fifth branch of the military. It's- some, or maybe it was only fourth at the time, but point being, they're splitting up from what, the army. Was that with Prescott Bush, or was that uh, a little later uh, with the CIA? Am I wrong on that? Was it somebody no, in the Prescott Bush was later? He was yeah. later. Okay. So it, yeah, just a little bit. So like at this point, these two guys like they basically go with Fred and Dow, whose reputations get kind of dragged through the mud after this, and there are some reasons to why there could be some validity to that too. But he basically said. Listen, I think there's something worth investigating here. We're gonna come back, and then I got it. They were like, "We gotta leave tonight, right at midnight." And it's this is the part, right? Like, okay, in my where I'm reading the story, like in my head, and I've been trying to like gnaw on it and figure it out. So they're flying out at like late at night. Excuse me, 
Uh, I don't remember the exact time. Excuse somewhere me. between 8 and midnight is estimated. And so flying this giant plane, like you were saying, a, I can't remember if it was a B-52 or B-25. One of the two, but the point being, it was a big plane, right? Not like a little cheap plane. It was expensive. Yeah. They're flying out. And with no evidence, apparently, except for, for uh, Fred did say he gave them a piece of the metal or whatever had fallen from the sky. And they crashed. Now, here's a part I never knew about the story ever until just recently. I happened to find this out from a guy who's like a historian just for Washington. So he does like drunk history stuff and it's pretty entertaining. But he found out there were two other guys on the plane with them. I didn't know about this. There were like two just enlisted men that were flying with them were going to drop them off and they were going to fly the plane back and the plane apparently supposedly the report says that you know the left engine catches fire they're like holy so, crap so they were they were and, like yeah we could pl- fly a plane dude like no worries dude got it <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah so these two guys apparently these two enlisted guys whose names i could not find jump out like they literally jump out of the plane parachute and then supposedly they're like, yeah, the, the left wing ripped off, hit the tail of the plane, and it spent it in his yeah. death tile, right? So then they were like, unfortunately, Davidson and Brown couldn't even get to it because they were in a death tornado of flames, you know? Like, <laughs> that part Sorry, makes I me didn't... wonder, like, I, I just think it's weird. Like, in the back of my head, I'm like, if you're going to go down a conspiracy path, totally feel like those two unnamed enlisted guys that we can't find a name of were like, to the back of the head and then jumped out the back of a plane. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, it's just weird. And then why did you need that size of a plane? That was another point that was brought up. They're like, if you were just oh, flying yeah. back, like if it yeah. was just these guys going back to be dropped off, why would you take this massive B-25 or whatever it was? It was for storing things. Right. Dude, there had to have been so much technology. In that plane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to take like four guys in a, yeah, in a, in a B-52, like what's the point of that? It doesn't make any sense. Dude, I mean, you kind of think about it and my how times have changed, right? Uh, <laughs> one thing that kind of like, when you look at the current times, what now starts to make these old stories uh, not seem crazy anymore is the fact that now you look at people like TTSA, right, mm-hmm. who, you know, wasn't getting any funding by these these rich, you know, millionaires anymore. They got a couple that are helping fund, right? But who did they go to specifically for these projects? They went to the government, Right. And they asked the Pentagon for funding um, yeah. for yeah, mo- these programs. Most recently, yeah. And so, yeah. And so now you're starting to look at this and you're saying, huh. So this has always been like kind of like a, a private industry, you know, investigation type thing. And we've always had to like battle, you know, what the military and the government are saying versus what the private industry is doing and saying. But now you have this private company who teams up with the Pentagon specifically and now gets government funding for these projects, yeah. for these investigations. I mean, they're taking, you know, abductees and they're investigating these people. They're following them around. They're they're right. doing, you know, the science. They have physicists and they're trying to make shit float right now. And, you know, they've, they've obtained pieces of these metals and they're doing like real work on it. I personally don't think I'm a fan of TTSA, um, but the fact that now you have this government funding kind of hiding behind a, uh, 
a private company, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is starting to bring credibility to all these old stories, right? right? And they worked so hard to keep it all covered up through all these years and like, oh, the engine blew up and they crashed or, oh, that was a weather balloon or, yeah. you know, oh, those were, you know, swamp gas or those were just birds flying. Like, don't worry <laughs> about it. It's only some stupid ass excuse that they would give and the public would just be like, ah, okay, because you wouldn't know it it was you know? an owl on a burnt tree. That's what that was. <laughs> and one thing that kind of makes me makes me uh, curious is uh, a lot of this stuff. What if it isn't? Well, what if it isn't aliens, right? What mm-hmm. if the what if it's ours? Yeah, yeah. If you think about in the '40s, if we had something that was shaped like a giant fucking donut, and we had six <laughs> of them coming out of the sky. <laughs> You know, and they just so happen to break down over the, you know, over over the ocean. You know, of course, the government would come out and be like, hey, you shut your mouth. Don't ever say anything <laughs> yeah. about it. You, you shut kid. your mouth. America runs you on fucking your... Duncan, and you better believe it. Right. Go <laughs> back to your home on Whore Island. <laughs> um, you look at the Roswell case. You start diving into it a little bit, and you start finding out things on how, um, you know, back then, you know, special needs children – Children with deformities and things like that. They would, uh, you know, a lot of those kids would be put in facilities. You know, they would be put in mental institutions. Um, these these kids would be put up for adoption and they would be forgotten. Um, and yeah. then you start to find out that the government was doing studies on these kids. And you know, there's there's you know stories about how they would actually put these these kids in like high altitude balloons and let them go just to see the effects on the human body, right? And so when the balloon would, you know, come back down, they would do research. They would study what happens to the bodies in high altitude without a spacesuit. That's how they figured out, oh, you can't go to space without a fucking spacesuit. Yeah. Right? This 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 disc, this craft, oh you know, God. maybe the reason that they needed three child-sized coffins is yeah. because they were three children you know, with special needs who were just forgotten about and used in a in a test, you know, which is something that the government would really want to cover up because it's yeah. way more fucked up than aliens coming from another civilization. And yeah. That, okay. So that, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, I was gonna go off on a whole tangent. So, well, okay. Oh. Just, <laughs> I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. Uh, go for I, it. I can't remember who shared uh, the three strangers uh, docu- uh, documentary on our uh, Facebook page. Joseph. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched it. Uh, and it, I feel like I don't know if you've guys seen it, but it's fucked up. There's definitely like some government shit happening with testing children that are born of schizophrenic mothers mm-hmm. i'm not gonna put that i mean if that's true i'm not gonna put that past these tests i mean i'm i know i'm laughing but like it's i'm laughing out no, of abs- yeah. absurdity because yeah. you know like bro if we could do that we can th- that story joe that you just said could possibly be be true because if if uh who who's the forgotten society in America? It's it's the people with mental illness and and especially uh, back then. Especially back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the children of those people, where do they go? No one, no one cared at the time, and no one. I mean, I mean, that's really fucked up to say. But let's just that's, think. Like the the weirdest thing is often the truth. So I just I just wanted to add that. I think too, it's messed up. Going back real quick to the Maury Island thing, which which. 
is weird is like the I think most of us feel the government's not very forgiving. Like try not paying your taxes for you know a couple of years, see what happens. So these guys after this like the crash happened, that's when those two FBI guys that you were talking about, Micah, they get involved. The CIA actually at this point in time was getting started, like you were saying there, Ben. And this was like one of their first supposed were like recorded where they sent some people out. And they go and look at the scene. They said there was nothing there far as like when fred took them back out to show him everything and then they made a deal the the fbi actually threatened him so on top of the men in black you had the fbi be like listen we'll cut you a deal two guys died we lost you know it would be probably millions of dollars now on an airplane because you lied but you're gonna run with that and like as long as you admit that it was a hoax right then we'll drop this and that always i noticed that that got twisted because i always heard the story initially before i really dug into it i always thought it was the men in black that threatened him and he dropped it. It was actually the FBI that cut them the deal. It yeah. was like, we'll let you off on this. We're not going to hold you responsible for two guys dying and losing an airplane because you and this guy lied. Run right. with that and then we'll forgive you. And I think it was something like three years. It wasn't until like 1950 when they came forward and wrote a book and stuff. And then it came out like, no, listen, this yeah. actually did take place. Yeah. And well, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Let's not forget. I mean, uh, the FBI, the CIA, the uh, the Marines, the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, dude. There's no central communication. They're all separate government entities. Let's not forget right. that, right? No one's saying like, "Hey, hey, you got the the uh, uh, the the Jameson incident? Okay, you guys are you, you got some field agents? Okay, we're fine. All right, we're good." <laughs> there's no there's no Slack message. There's no yeah. You know, there like. There's so many variables. I mean, especially back in the day when, I mean, a, a telephone call was a big fucking deal. Like, hello, I'm operator. Right. Tell me. Like, you know, like, it's a big <laughs> fucking deal. No one was communicating. So the fact right. that there are three stories, like, full circle back to what you guys were saying earlier is like, yes, there are three stories. There is no one story to this, right? It's like, we got to keep last, our minds open. One last really weird, and this is not proven at all this is from that drunk guy the drunk history guy from washington but i i did think it was interesting because i'd never heard of this before supposedly uh fred's son whose name like i've never found it hey, fred. probably have to look up he filled out his census like he was supposed to <laughs> so anyway <laughs> um so his son and again timeline's murky but somewhere within like a week of this incident his son just disappeared like yes. dropped off the planet, and then popped up. I think in Wyoming or some weird or some somewhere out west. Waiting, waiting tables. Yeah, he, he didn't was. Know, he didn't remember how he got there. What? Yeah, he lost. Yeah, he lost time. Like I don't. I forget how many weeks, but he like just lost time and was like, I don't know how I got here. So he got a job and just started working, <laughs> or just uh, like you said, woke up, basically came back to working, and then. Yeah, I, I just that I was back in the day where a... you where you didn't need a social security number to get a job at a, at a diner. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you just walked in. Yeah, you just need a body. Hey, pan. Yeah, I got two words: pancakes and coffee. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, like I'm I'm sure you've heard. You know, our, our episodes. Uh, I can't remember if it was if it was Melinda or if it was Lorian that was telling us uh, the story. Uh, oh, about the French about- slam. What the French slam? The French slam, bro. I think that was Lorian, right? That was she was Lorian. telling us about the military guy who woke up for work, right? And he went into work, 
And then the next thing he remembers is he's washing dishes at, at his parents' house. And it had been three years. He was, oh, my he, God. He had three years of missing time. And he what? doesn't any of it. So there are military programs where they do do uh, the brainwashing and, you know, the whole missing that, time thing. What was that movie Ben Affleck back in the early 2000s? You remember that? He would go in and work for, like, these high, super high uh, yeah, big businesses. Yeah, it was, like, pay, payday. Paycheck? Paycheck. Paycheck, something like, like that. that. But yeah, he would like work in these big places, and they would wipe back his memory. But that's weird. Did that, somebody that should have been that would have been Melinda's Joe? I feel like. Oh, it is Melinda's story, but I think Lorian was telling us about it because I had mentioned it, and she was like, "Yeah, that's a Melinda story." Or and I can't yeah, remember. I had I to do like something Ramos or something like that. I forget the guy's name, but she has Melinda has a list of military people that have years of missing time and they don't know what happened to them. Right. So bringing that back, sorry to bring it back to the, the, the Maury Island one last time real quick, and we'll go down this path and then we can hit whatever pretty much. So with this, so I had a little hypothesis in my head just for the fun of it. Right. So Mike and I've talked about before how Hollywood and different stuff is used to kind of program people to kind of believe things that aren't maybe true. So when events take place, we just assume that that's why. So obviously from the men in black movies, the new ones, like Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, showed up at this event way back in time, and they questioned these guys. Tommy Lee Jones was like, I know what happened, son. Be quiet. Anyways, my thought is, you know how they always joke with the men in black saying that they have like the memory wiping thing where they're just like, yeah. you didn't see anything. So what if this son was like, I'm not going to be quiet, and they were just like, Broop, but there was like first new technology, and they went too far with it, and they're like, oh, crap. I, he doesn't remember a thing, and he's just like walking into trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking into trees. <laughs> No, like, that's the that's well, the he's plot basically of special ed now. That's, like, the, that's <laughs> the plot of Elf, by the way. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh my god! Bam! I crossed uh, the candy cane forest <laughs> <laughs> through the Lincoln yeah, I just, Tunnel. I, just, I can't. I wish I could like specifically remember how far this kid traveled, but it was a ways with no vehicle. He didn't take anything. He just ended up out there waiting tables. And I just, if we're going down the men in black path, if that exists, okay, so we have two ways that this could go, I feel like, and I'll, I'll get your guys' perspective, but it seems like if the public is reading up on this, you have two ideas, which is there's a military, truly top secret military black budget deal that we don't know anything about that could be the men in black. Or there's a civilization of aliens in small numbers that are living here currently who maintain how much we catch up with and what's going on so where do you guys lean on this like what's your what's your thought on that joe you go first man i know this is taking the easy way out but i I think there's a little (laughs) bit of both i I honestly do i think there's a, a little bit of both um i think there's there could be a species that wants to tell you things and there's probably a species that says nope not today you know i think maybe the military knows a little bit about it but when we talk about the government and the military we're not talking about the government as a whole or the military as a whole we're talking about extremely compartmentalized um pieces of the puzzle that the government doesn't even know exists right? right and a lot of this stuff is funded in the private sector you know when you look at the admiral wilson document 
um, and how you know you have the admiral of the navy, the top-ranking official, mm-hmm. finds out that there's a crash retrieval program, an actual <laughs> program that retrieves crashes, right? That's a private company, and then goes to the private company and says, "Hey, I have a need to know at all times. That is my job to know about whatever it is that you're working on." And that company said, sorry, man, you don't have a need to know in this case. We're a private company, and uh, you don't need to know about it. Admiral Wilson goes to federal court and fights it in federal court. And the federal court said, sorry, Admiral, there's nothing we can do for you. Right? You know his panties were in a bunch. At oh, the end of- <laughs> my God. But just the fact that this is one of the, the biggest guys he, he wore to Haynes. come out. He seems like years. a Haynes guy, for sure. Haynes? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, but this is one of the biggest documents to drop in in years because one, we have the admiral, and then two, we have the names of these people, right? Um, And three, we know that for a fact, there is a crash retrieval program. And I don't know, when I say that to people, I feel like it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, like, oh, really? But no, no, no. Did you hear what I said? There are crash retrieval programs that retrieve yeah. crashes of maybe extraterrestrial, uh, you know, uh, origin. Yeah. Maybe it's some top secret shit that we have that is defying all physics, right? So either way, we got to get to the bottom of this, man, because we know it exists now. Well, when you say crash retrieval, I think it slides through the the ear canal so smoothly because it sounds nice, like crash retrieval crash program. Retrieval. Like it sounds like oh, it's like a protective, like we're we're protecting you, or like oh, if you go down in a commercial flight, we're gonna retrieve your body and or, or save your body before you die. I think I think people attach their they project their own opinions on it, and that's why people just overlook it. They don't really see the underlying effect, and that's why. I mean, this is going to be fucking lame for me to say, but like shows like Ancient Aliens, the reason why they repeat themselves so much is because people need to be told in any kind of presentation aspect, if they're being told something totally alien, I mean, I'm saying that like... uh, uh, Just trying to wipe our memory. Like, dude, I see the blue light. Bro. It just blinked. I see the blue light. Bill's <laughs> like, oh it's crap, all... he's on something. Too much. <laughs> That's our secret code. I can't. I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm kidding. I'm kitting. But uh, I'm so sorry. But. But that's why you need to repeat this kind of stuff because it is like it sounds nice and it sounds like oh, I can grasp that concept. But people just kind of, I, I feel like, I say people like not in a derogatory way. I'm just saying like in a conversational way. I'm not saying people are dumb. Well, I'm just saying like people need to people. like hear shit over and over again. You can say that on here because Micah does all the time. He apologizes <laughs> first, but then he just says they're dumb. So. Oh, no, I know. I love that. I, I know that. I, lo- I, I was following Micah's lead. <laughs> I mean, it's not that people are dumb. But, I mean, you look around at society and we are very conditioned. Yes. You know? That's a way better word. Yeah, yeah we're very is... conditioned. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I should correct myself in the future. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, well, was, it well, was it Rockefeller that said, I don't want to educate a society. I want to uh, 
I want a obedient society, right? I don't, I don't know. And, and, and so we even right. like get the way that we run schools and things where there's still like industrial era techniques where yes. they use a, a bell um, to let you know uh, that mm-hmm. it's time to go on to the next class, or you know, it's That's it's, why it's uh, a bell you, all, in the you all have to walk in a straight line with your hands behind your back. You know, or you're all sitting at a desk facing forward, paying attention to one person at all times. Like it's very like I don't know the 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 system that we live in is still so archaic, and I feel like that's why like so many people are like uh, just itching with like for something new, just for the simple fact that we're not those kind of people anymore. We've completely changed, and you see a lot of like free thinkers starting to appear. Uh, you know, today. So funny you mentioned that because there was a guy uh, I still work with, uh, uh, Brian, and him and I had this exact conversation about the fact that, okay, so people probably don't know this about us. Yeah, what up, Brian? Brian Zink. He'll let me say his name. He don't care. Now he'll probably contact me like, bro, stop. No. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, what's uh, up, man? He was a former Marine, right? And obviously the military has a a very specific way of this is how you do things, right? You don't question, right? In the military, this, this, this is the way or the highway, right? But People may or may the not know. The highway is think... a court martial. Yeah, the highway. <laughs> yeah. Just honorable discharge. <laughs> um, so discharge. Mike and I were uh, homeschooled for a little bit, quite a bit actually. So for a little bit, most of our life. Less oh, than now, it makes, I, now it so makes now it makes perfect sense. So here's what happens. Here's why I don't like telling people. Half a year. Yeah, that's true. You went for half a year. I went for like two, bro. Suck it. I mean, sure, it was the first year twice, but still, I went. <laughs> Anyways, the because uh, here's the bad thing. If you tell somebody you're homeschooled, this is exactly what happens, right? Immediately, when I told someone I was homeschooled, especially growing up, they're like, oh. And here's what's happening in their head. There's, yeah, there's two thoughts. Either they're like, he's a super genius. Oh, and then when they start talking, you realize you're not a super genius. They're like, children of the corn and that is the very next time that they hear the super genius or children of the corn but what i will say is i i found that especially when i got in the workforce i i had a little bit of still have struggles with it sometimes but especially when i first started i had issues with like when someone would just say how something was done i would see other people just okay and it's what they did and they wouldn't even try to think to it not question it as in like well why but like i know why is like let's make it better you know what i mean so just the idea of like you're talking about being a free thinker, I think it's harder. Like when we bring up this question of saying, "What do you feel about men in black?" It is much easier for the average person who went to school was conditioned to think a certain way to recognize. For me to step out of line, as it were, hypo- you know, hypothetically speaking, it's easier to just say, "Well, that's fake," than to actually have to sit down and rationalize in your head, like, "Why did this person say this? Why did these yeah. events supposedly take place?" And then you get deeper. You think, "Well, if these things are real." What else is real? And as you get that whole questioning reality and specifically the front, because I to, I do feel like we live in the Truman Show without being in the dome. <laughs> like there's right. this whole yeah, because it's a donut. Work. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's totally. A donut. <laughs> 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 Dang it! Stupid! So stupid. Um. So, anyways, yeah, the whole. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I fucked you up on your flow, dude. I ha- I want to. I'm so interested. No, no, no. Keep going. Oh, no, no. I was just going to bring it back to the... Because uh, I don't think we got your answer out of the Men in Black. We got Joe's, but I don't think we got yours, Ben. No, no, no. Wait. I want to keep going on this thought because I love... Uh, one of my okay. favorite One of my favorite people, uh, I'm not going to call him out. His name's uh, Eric, but uh, he was homeschooled as well. And we had a really deep 
long talk one night. Uh, okay. We drank some really nice whiskey and like got to know each other on like this alien level, right? Like I, he, he's my brother's friend, coolest guy in the world, but we got deep on this shit and he kind of divulged a lot of uh, psychological, very, very similar to what you're talking about, Will, is, is that, is that this construct that we're talking about, it's not just, okay, we, everybody says the word brainwash and you think like a, the, ooh, like the fucking spiral, <laughs> but, but, but you say that as like a blanket term that everybody can understand. And then it, it like, but it triggers certain uh, feelings, right? But let's think of a different term. It, it's, it's, it's conditioning because what you brought up, Will, is that you have the structure of if you go out of line uh, and say, Hey teacher, like, uh, the square root of negative one. Okay. No one's ever going to get there based off of anything you're teaching us. That's like the hardest question <laughs> in math. So obviously everything you're teaching us is bullshit. Like if you would have done that, you would have gotten sent to the principal. So that's number one. Right. Like if you, if you like contradict the teacher, you're, that's like a bad thing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I remember, I mean, dude, I'm dumb as hell, dude. When it comes to like, ge- <laughs> dude, like when it comes to math, I remember my, uh, my ge- uh, geometry teacher was so cool. When I was so dumb that I have questions about everything. Like I slept through most of my prerequisites, so I had a lot of questions. So I had a lot of whys. And she was like, "Hey Ben, like, yo, you're fucking up my flow here. Stay after class, and I'll I'll answer that shit." So I I did, and in a way, like I remember telling Eric, bringing it back to Eric with the the homeschooled stuff, he had a lot of whys. Like, why the fuck do we need to know the area of a a prism, of a pyramidal, whatever? So, I mean, I I get that, and and I guess my point is that it it is... The Arab and Pythagoras. Oh, yeah. Pythagorisms. (laughs) You're talking about that Pythagorisms. (laughs) <laughs> but like it, it yeah. comes back to that that it's con, it's conditioning it's not brainwashing but we are i think i think if if people can kind of grasp that that is happening that we are being conditioned to learn and speak in a specific way when we're talking about real things that we all agree on which is science and math and history like there's a way that we've been taught to understand things and that kind of like <laughs> sets those roots when we're talking about this subject when there's all these questions and all these endless right. loops, like just be cognizant of that's where we all come from. If you're in the public school system is that we're just rooted in this bullshit, right? Well, that's what Zink and I were saying. Cause he went to school and I was telling him, I said, I think they would have gone two ways. If I'd gone to school, I would either done really well because like I wanted to be a, not like a teacher's pet, but anytime there's a teacher, I've always done really well, but like just doing what they wanted to do. Or I would have been definitely a, problem child just based on like the fact that i can't concentrate for crap like i can't focus so brian has the same issue he he's like probably attention deficit disorder like me probably i I don't know that i have that people just say that people say it about me so i'm whatever if they want to say it i don't self-proclaim it like it's some sort of a victim thing but anyways i was saying that when you have that and you're in school i was telling him i was like i bet you i would end up with the principal's office all the time he said that's what happened to him all the time because when he would ask why that's what happened that was the instead of an actual answer and a conversation it was easier to shut it down right? and don't be a problem child because now you're causing issues in the class. You're disrupting others from learning. And even, you know, bringing us back to Mike and I, in some ways with talking about this, we had our own, even though our parents encouraged us to be very free thinkers for sure, which which I didn't realize at the time because when you're growing up a certain way, it's just the way it is. Right. Are you guys patriotic at all? (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I ha- I'm fucked. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> what makes you think that? I don't understand, man. Uh, no <laughs> so we grew up in a very religious home. So God, you know, like being like a non-denominational, very Christian focused home, like, you know, no earrings, no pants on ladies, nothing like that. Like it was very, very, very strict. Okay. Yeah. So the idea Wait, of even having no pants. Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no garments. Said on ladies. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were allowed to wear pants. It was weird. Nobody was wearing <laughs> no, pants. It was a weird religion. <laughs> no pants on ladies. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yes. All like the just the like the long, like, long skirts long. or the yeah, long yeah. Dresses. dresses. They're called capris. Capris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, point being though, there was a lot of freedom, but when it came to and not alone with this way. Now we're getting down on religion. But like when it comes to religion, that is one that I think is interesting too, because whether we want to accept the fact or not, and all religions get lumped in together, but they all have to admit, they all say basically like two to three core things, which is my religion is the only one that's right. Yours is wrong. Some go as far as to say, if you disagree, we're going to kill you. And then number <laughs> yeah. three is like, don't question. Like you do this, this, and this, and we don't try to worry yourselves about the rest, which yeah. I understand the rabbit hole of going down. Like, right. is that a... Sorry, I just told you. Is that a white claw? Fuck yeah, it's a white claw. You can eat it delicious, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Ain't no I laws it, when you're drinking claws, baby. That's right, baby. No, everybody gives me crap about the beer I drink, and I don't even care. Oh, he downed that. Wow. That, that gave me first broner of the night right there. Oh, Jameson. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, bringing it back to this with the, uh, the alien topic. Um, we were always just basically told, Mike, I don't want to speak for you, but basically the, the assumption we had was that any sort of alien thing or UFO was just an unidentified flying thing, was it was an angel in disguise and misunderstood. And it is very interesting when you go through, excuse me, if you reevaluate the Bible and the, with those teachings, if you were to reevaluate it with that idea of it possibly being an alien or a spaceship, there are some weird questions. There are gray areas where you're like, well, we don't have the answer. And for people that don't want to even sit down and have that conversation, I always find that interesting. So, like, when it comes to this kind of stuff, that's why I said I'll talk to anybody about anything. That's the main focus of the show is that the idea of having conversation, the fact that that's being shut down on so many fronts for people, I I, I don't know. That's a that's a dangerous, slippery slope when we start saying you you are not allowed to talk about that. It's no longer a conversation at that point when, when people say no. you're right or, or I'm right and you're wrong, like – What's the point? Yeah. Like, just give it up, right? Like, if if I'm not saying like you're anybody that says, "Hey, look, Jesus Christ and the Bible is totally factual. There's no room for aliens," and you totally believe that. Fine, I'm just not going to talk to you because that's there's no conversation there. You know, like yeah. I, I respect you know, that, but you know, there's I'm just there's no conversation. Well, think, let's talk about something else. <laughs> I, I think you know when it comes to I think when it comes to like the whole religious thing, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're talking about school, right? You know, like yes, we have this foundation of math and science, um, but as we all know, the more we learn, that math and that science changes, right? Uh, yeah. To become more correct, it's always advancing, um, and we can't forget that. And so I think where religion kind of has its problem is that, like, 
yeah, you guys, we all have this foundation, right? But we kind of stopped learning, stopped advancing that religious perspective. Maybe there's a lot more to it, and we've only been given the beginning piece, the foundation right. of all of it. I, I think that there's a lot of growth, you know, whenever, you know, I come from a very religious family, a very, like, religious Catholic family. Oh, and, yeah. So my thing is 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 that you know maybe these subjects aren't so much to challenge your faith, but maybe they're coming up to help your faith grow in a yeah. new way that you never even thought possible. I mean, I know you know me and Ben, you know, we've kind of recently come across some stuff. I guess you could say that. Uh, Ooh. Uh, really kind of oh, like oh. Makes this this stuff together um when you're talking about angels and aliens and religion and this yeah. whole phenomena that we're talking about that maybe it's a little more connected than we ever even thought mm-hmm. um you know now, I think that's what's funny is that, like, I remember specifically the one time I heard uh, a pastor when I was a kid going to church. That he specifically said in, in the one service, he was like, if you believe in a UFO, you can't believe in God. To believe in a UFO is to deny, deny God's existence. Oh, my. He said but, that? <clears throat> yes. But here's the thing. If you take the Bible for, for just the, for the word that it is, it says that God created the heavens and the earth. It doesn't even say one heaven. It's heavens, plural. So who's to say... That, you know, and, and this gets really deep in religion, like, well, God only sent the Son of God to earth, and th- it gets different, but the point being, if God created the heavens and the earth, I think it's so funny that, I, listen, everybody has, like I've always said too, never for what I believe doesn't mean that you have to believe this, it's just what I believe for myself or whatever, so if I believe in God, and he's this all-powerful being that could do anything we want him to do or need him to do, how is it that when it comes to this particular area, though, we take God, this all-powerful being, and we put him in this little box. We're like, nope, only Earth. Like, that's right. it, yeah. God. You can only... I just, to me, and, and I know that we have a couple, I think one or two family members that are probably listening <laughs> that are probably a little I, I, triggered right now. I was going to ask, but, like, Micah, what, you know, how, do you agree with, with William's statement? I'm just really curious. I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's possible. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's. I'm not a hundred percent sold on aliens, so that's that's where I differ a little bit on William. Yeah. I, I think that uh, as as we've already pointed out, there's a lot of BS that floats around in 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 that kind of whole like sighting. It's not like it's like Bigfoot. There's lots of people that'll tell you they've seen Bigfoot. I personally don't believe Bigfoot exists. Shut your whore mouth! <laughs> I feel like we would have we would have found like some some hard evidence for a creature that supposedly lives on Earth. So I can't I I personally would say that that's 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 a hoax. That's that's bull crap. Look at I your face. You're like you're like have... three quarters Bigfoot right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You put you, you and Joe together, oh y'all are... <laughs> oh, seriously, they are Bigfoot descendants, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, Micah, keep going. I yeah, Micah, you. yeah, uh, religion and, and, yeah, how do you... Yeah, what's what's your, like, religion, right religion, now? Not... Alien. I, I do think it's a little... 
it like William said, I do think it's a little bit um, hypocritical to claim that that God is this all powerful being that created everything and he knows everything and and all of the powers they speak of, but then like you said, they they limit him to just this earth and he only created life on this earth. So I think that's that's a, a, a valid point and it's it's plausible, I would say. I don't necessarily believe that there are other planets with life on them, but I am not completely disregarding the possibility. Yeah. Well, I mean, that point yeah. is, is super important because I know a lot of people listening to this have that exact same point of view and they're just listening just yeah. because they're curious. So, I mean, like that is a very important thing to, I mean, we've gone off of so many different random tangents <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> that's pretty much our show. We, uh, we do. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, pretty much every, every, every single show we're like, yeah, we're going to talk about this. And then we just go every other direction. Yeah. Except <laughs> we, did, we, we talked about, about Maury Island in the beginning. This is the tangent portion that's of the show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That is right. Well, I mean, like I, again, like, I don't know a lot about the Maury Island incident because it is so much shrouded in bullshit. I mean, Micah, I think you yeah. and Will both said like it's just it's just a lot of fuckery going on, and that's why I didn't give it a lot of of effort. I mean, that was one of the first things I ever heard about, like when I really got really got into this stuff. Uh, so it's been a while since I've heard a lot of the facts and dates and names and stuff. So I feel like it's a good starting point that just kind of gets this conversation going. I think like anybody listening to this, that's just curious about like, okay, well, when did this all start and where are we now? I feel like that's a really yeah. good, you know, a, a really good topic. So yeah. I, I, well, yeah. Cause that, that, uh, and I could be wrong, but that led into, well, obviously like you're saying the men in black. The first it, it, that week too, by the way, I forgot to mention this. That particular week, there were more sightings that week than I think uh, till 1952. And somebody went through and listed all the sightings. They were they were literally sightings all over yeah. the uh, south and west part of the country. Like I mean, he went through and named a ton of them that were going on. So that's my only thing is where people say, well, the Maury Island incident is totally fake. None of that was, you know, that guy was just trying to get rich and made it a hoax. Right. That guy. There are some questions to him because, like, he claimed to have fought his way out of a cave, like, against uh, little, like, gremlins and stuff at one point, I think. And he also, uh, talking about Fred, and he also mentioned that he was, he got investigated, somebody mentioned his name with the Kennedy assassination. I, I saw that come up. So, like, it's crazy that this guy had, like, a really uh, romanticized kind of life, apparently. <laughs> the guy, I mean, so, Bro, to that point. What if it's, what if it's Terry Wrist? Oh, what if it's Cinnamon Terry, dog? Cinnamon Terry. Who is Cinnamon Terry, dog? Oh, damn, playing the Bible. Micah, Micah's sitting I'm here. So... He's never watched uh, He's never watched the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you later, Micah. I'll tell you. That. I'll show you something to watch. <clears throat> so the... Uh, yeah, so to me, though, with that, even if you were to say, well, Fred is not, it, it, like you said, Ben, if, if you're listening to the show and you're like, all right, what, where do I start? And I'm seeing a lot of things that are saying this guy's false. Just take the other things that account, like you said, which is the military trail. We always try to base as much as we can on a document of some sort. The Air Force being formed, this led into Project Grudge, the first ones, before getting into, you know, like lead into Project Blue Book. So the military 
took this serious enough to whether if it was ours, if it was our technology and we did something, uh, why all the investigation and why so many reported sightings? You know, so th- I, 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 that's my only thing where, like, I can see some parts that were embellished in the story and maybe made a little more than what they were. But for me, I think when it comes to the Men in Black part where a guy sat down in a diner, if that part is true, if that actually scared him enough and sat down and told him the facts of what happened without being there, that's weird. And then number two, all the other sightings. For me, I'm like at least 80-20. I think like 80% of it, like it happened. He suddenly craft some sort. I don't know if it's the details of what are explained, but 80% of me believes that this did uh, kickstart some things going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at on it. And, and it, when it comes to the black men in black stuff, I think it is, uh, man, I, that's a scary path. Like I didn't, I barely touched on that, but the little bit I looked at, dude, that those are scary. Like if you looked up men in black stories at all, uh, any of oh, you guys? Yeah. yeah I mean, there's creepy. multiple videos. Like, uh, there's only like two really awesome videos that I've seen. It's the one, <laughs> the really famous one where the guy, the two guys that are really tall walks in and the one me and Joe did an episode on, or we, we started an episode on where like the girl like goes into a trance I don't know. I yes, mean, that, that I've was, seen that video. That was pretty dope. I'm not saying that that was fucking real, but like those are the, the two. The only thing that was weird is like what you guys brought up though is that the guy's like, I gotta get this video out. I've, I've gotta yes, get it. Yeah. I gotta hurry. And he like, like, like takes 12 <laughs> minutes to video <laughs> like a 30 second clip. I gotta, I gotta hurry, you guys. You can, I know you can barely hear me, but like I'm gonna come really close to my fucking microphone. <laughs> that was the only part that again made me like wonder. Yeah. But when it oh. comes to the witness accounts like there was one out there the craziest one i heard of uh supposedly a guy men in black shows up somebody would seen a craft and he like had a coin in his hand he makes the coin levitate and then yeah. he like lights the coin on fire and right. it's like if you talk about seeing this will be you right so yeah. even if this is military right. that's still some technology that like mm-hmm. that's scary <laughs> and that i think what that was in the 70s or 80s i don't remember when yeah. that one exi- that ex- case was but my point being that's scary enough in and of itself even if disregard aliens the fact that, <laughs> that technology might exist and somebody could harness it and use it yes that's a scary thought yeah so. here's where i, I kind of like to go with it uh let's just say in the 60s i'm just throwing out a number so let's say 69 because 69 that's is fucking dope um, so, so let's say a government agency, this this black budget government agency, comes across this this uh, amazing technology. It's undercover, like it's underground. Not a lot of people know about it. And then they're testing some some craft out, right? In the in 1969, it was before the the rocket ship to the moon. And this this <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Every time he's about. onto something, Joe's like, too far. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't be to my advantage to erase the memories of the people I'm talking to. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Uh, ben, go okay, ahead. Okay. 69, black budget. Dude, so 69, April 20th. Uh, uh, a a we're testing this crap. <laughs> let's just say, dude. Like, let's just say us four. Uh, uh, uh yeah, us four in in charge of this black budget project, right? And like, oh, we're testing this 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 craft, and we we know what the shit is, and it just all of a sudden because we don't understand the technology fully, just 
goes off 50 miles to the right just instantaneously instantaneously and all we can do is mm-hmm. be like hey uh P- peter uh, d- d- come come back come back shit <laughs> come back <laughs> and he comes back and then there you guys land we land the craft we get it back in the hangar and we're like oh shit well somebody saw it fuck dude somebody saw it that's it. vegas is that way dude that's where he went so somebody saw it. So what would we do? We would like protect our asses, dude, by sending out me and Joe in a badass black suit and like <laughs> fucking sunglasses and like you didn't. See it. Hey, uh, hey, what? Uh, what did you? What did you? Uh, what did you see? Well, I know what I saw, but like, what did you see though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what I was joking about with the uh, Murray Island incident. I was like, Jimmy Bob, if it was military technology, Jimmy Bob lied on his like resume, got in that craft and like couldn't fly it for crap. was just like slamming into things. And they're like, you need to yeah. settle down right now. And he like he pushed the eject button and he's just throwing crap out of the craft. <laughs> like, it makes you wonder, yeah, if there is, because okay, so if we're operating on the pretenses that this technology definitely exists. And that the military, like Joe said, because I've had many conversations with my uncles about this before, saying that if you take our civilization, our species, excuse me, by centuries, so every 100, 150 years, particularly every 100 years, there were a few, maybe four to five breakthroughs every five, like 100 years that like really revolutionized who and what we were. But if you take the 1900s to 2000, it's freaking night and day you're just going 1900 to 1950 like yeah, you, you said yeah. on the moon. Nik- nikola tesla i mean you have einstein in the 30s i mean like yeah you have a shit ton and then i i would wager to say that as much technology was made from 1900 to 1950 we almost blew that away in the last 30 years with what we've come out with like we we're advancing so fast that we're now at that point where we've been conditioned to expect that when we buy something, we just know it's going to literally be obsolete when we walk out of the store with it. Like <laughs> yeah. We know that. We know when we when we drive off the lot after paying 0% APR, we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. APR. Ford. F-150. No doors on it. Don't this shit. <laughs> I, I oh mean, I'll God. tell you what, I'll say it to you with no windows. I'll tell you how I lie. Hey, no color. It's going to just be metal. I'll tell you what you're going to, you, you, when you get, when you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you take it off the lot, you can paint it whatever color you want, brother. That's a part right there. Mikey, you're going to want to go listen. I think, was it episode 29 or 30? Was it 30? It was 29. 29. Yeah, if you go listen to episode 29, you'll understand what just good, happened. Good so. memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so if, if, if this technology is in some sort of, whether it be private here, like a private company or the military, we'd have to make the assumption that, like you said, take what um, Bob Lazar said about the technology. It'd be like taking a small nuclear, you know, conductor of some sort or, or, or box and or a motorcycle it back to the Victorian era. yeah like they even said that too with the motorcycle if you sent that piece of technology back to the Victorian age what, like you're not even going to start with the idea of how fast it can go and how much torque you know like how how powerful it is and how many cc's it has it's just going to be a matter of like what is this substance yeah, is how, this rubber you know what is rubber how you do know? you even, it's not even even start the engine right correct 
Yeah. Right? Even if you did start the engine and you drove it around for a little bit, once you ran out of gas, how the <laughs> fuck are you going to put more gas in it? Because you don't know how to make gas yet, right? That's it's true. Where we are now, I, with, I don't know. With I'd, I'd look at finding. the I'd look at the gasoline hole and I'd I'd put two and two together. I guess. <laughs> but but it is a fair assessment to say four and eight. So. <laughs> do you That's guys a feel? Wide. Feel, or or at least Micah, do you feel that if possibly aliens exist or other species, do you feel that the military definitely has their own? Um, technology in this area that we're seeing as well as the possible alien technology. Do you feel, because I know, so for Micah, he like he mentioned where he's at with aliens, but the Tic Tac video did intrigue you quite a bit, correct? That one kind of caught your, uh, your yeah. fancy? Yeah, that one, just because I, I feel like the, the credibility behind that one is a little bit stronger than most. I feel like the credibility behind you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, they had actual video of it. Right, I mean that could be completely like could be completely fake. But. <laughs> well, no, I mean, listen, you guys had well, you guys had Gary Voorhees on here, right? Shout out to Gary Voorhees, by yes. the way, guys. If you don't know him, uh, check Gary out his Voorhees. YouTube channel. He's got one set up now. So, uh, but he came on and he talked about that. Uh, obviously, not quite as credible, I guess, credible as uh, the what was the gentleman that went on Joe Rogan? I, I the pilot, I forget his oh, name. Commander Fravor. Commander Fravor. Because, uh, Mikey, you listened to that episode, correct? Did you yeah. listen to that one or no? Yeah. And that was kind of Micah's first, like, little bit of, like, all right, you got me. Like, maybe I can't, <laughs> maybe I can't 100% explain what's happening here. And, uh, you know, I, it is interesting that we, we kind of need both. Like, you have those that are, like, with this position of, like, being credible. There's some people that need it to be a credible report. And then you have others that, like... Um, again, I'm not going to help people believe, but then you have some people who just freely believe anything. Like, they could, like, see a shooting star and like, we're being invaded. This is it. Here we go. Yeah, like, there's... <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's, so, a, there's like a spectrum. A there's a spectrum for sure. But you know what is, is the most important is, is, the, is that this... Okay, we let's circle back to that validity thing that i i brought up earlier is that like yeah military everyone goes back to like well if the if the military says it it has to be true uh <laughs> i mean where else have i heard well that? i'm not going off of the military's the military's exact story going I, off of the pilot story and the video did, that he had i didn't mean to pick on you mike idea i feel bad for saying no. that but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, in my defense. Yes, the defense contract that you have. Yeah, I would no. like to just say uh, that was like like I was trying to joke. That was a terrible joke. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what Joe said. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I, I would just like to say that for the record, um, I think, man, we've we've kind of like we've heard some incredible stuff. We've seen some pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, you um, guys yourself have seen some things. Yeah, I think uh, I think for me personally, I'm kind of past whether ETs are real or not. Yeah, I uh, I 100 percent uh, would I, I I think they 100 percent are. I think where we're at now, or for me personally, is what are they doing here? And what do they want? 
right. I think that's where I'm at. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely past. You know, me personally, I can't speak for Ben, but no, I'm completely past. Yeah, are they, are they real or are they not real? Yeah. I, I 100% believe that they are real. Uh, I mean, you know, I've seen some shit. It's 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 good almost, it's, it's good to have both both aspects though like Micah's aspect where like I need to see proof like you have yeah. to have that in any kind of like conversation sure. that's what makes this yeah, but, this whole thing a conversation yeah totally and and me and you have seen some stuff right that that uh, <laughs> we just really can't seen some things some and things li- and, and like uh, some some stuff and some stuff that if, that if Micah was able to see those, uh, his mind possibly could be changed. You know, so that's true. Okay. But there's just one thing before you before you go, William. Um, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, not going I'm accusing anybody, but usually the stories where people are like, I seen some stuff. There was maybe some <laughs> mushrooms or some acid involved. So, oh, man. none no. of that was small. This definitely wasn't, and it was. Uh, it, uh, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's government stuff, you know. Yeah. This was in Sedona, right? The first incident that you well, guys had. Yeah, this our, was which, separate. This separate was our from. our uh, our sober night. We had what if. What if <laughs> We didn't have anything to drink because that was our whole point, Joe. Because we were like, we want to go into this thing sober, right? Yeah, yeah. We, like, yeah. I brought some alcohol with us, but like, it was so fucking dark that we couldn't even see. Like, we were like, okay, I'm too afraid to get drunk on this this hill, this mountain. So we like, we had the alcohol with us, but we were straight sober. We were so giddy, like we were like children, like like playing Legos. Like we were so excited. So yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, I've done hallucinogens i've 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 been through that but like this was a very sober night uh yeah like not even alcohol uh but i mean yeah you have to ask that question right like oh you saw some stuff even when you're on like hallucinogens you don't really see shit it's all you know it's in your head if you've ever done it if you've ever done it even i'm not i'm not yeah, never experienced that whole like. Well, I mean, I don't know, me I don't know how much you're willing to talk about, but something's here. Yeah. Well, okay. <clears throat> what about this thing, guys? Okay, so to this point, on both sides of this. To, yeah, I'm tripping out on mushrooms right bit. now. Yeah, dude, I see Bigfoot's <laughs> dick right now. I can't even. Tell you. It's like a red rocket. It's like the size, like the dog, like just a pink version. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so concentrate. Um, so to tie it back in with what you're both saying, so I, I've again because we've talked about this on our show before. Me having the voice in my head that like runs scenarios and never shuts up. One of the conversations that like I constantly have in my head and I try to figure out is okay. With the conditioning of school, and even even with like the beginning, when us as parents, um, how we tell our kids what's real and what's not, I question. Okay, let me just share a story. When we first moved into our, our current home that we're renting, um, we had uh, the kitchen upstairs. I don't know how to explain it. Some people believe in like feeling atmospheres. I don't know where you guys are at on that, or if you feel like you can feel different. Uh, presence, I guess you could say, or, or like auras. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there are times like, okay, so all of us have gone to bring it to maybe the listener who's just listening. You've gone into your basement before at night in the dark, right? Like you've had that moment where you feel like your hair, like you're on edge. Like you just feel like you're a little more on edge than if you're just sitting in your living room. 
Yes. So yeah, we had in our kitchen where anytime we went in there when we first moved in, it felt weird. It was weird, and it was only weird at night when we shut off the lights. But what got really weird was that our son, who at the time was like a year and a half old, would tell us that he could see somebody in the kitchen. He would be he would like say that someone he went and say what because he couldn't really talk and Mike and knows because like he didn't talk very well in the beginning but he was like saying stuff about the kitchen and somebody being there and every time you walk by our dining room in the kitchen like you could feel like something weird and the first time my wife had her baby our second one she had to spend the night at the hospital my son and I are at home this was the first time without mom right and we're getting ready for bed and I'm like looking for him and I just wash my hands in the bathroom I look over and he's just staring but looking up like he is looking up into the kitchen. And oh, so for whatever reason, I decided because my wife had been telling me that the the kitchen was creeping her out. I was like, buddy, what do you see? And he looked at me and he looked back and he was like him. And he like pointed up. No, Creepy. dude, I'm telling <laughs> you, I've never really been like, I'm really scared right now. But like in that moment, I was like, all right, we're turning the lights on. And <laughs> like I turned off the lights on. I like got in bed. But my point being, when we're talking about hallucinogens and knowing what is and is not there, we know for a fact that people can, especially with memory, can see things that were not there. Your like brain fills in. But what if we in the beginning do see the different dimensions, just like animals? But we're conditioned when we're telling our parents that we're seeing an imaginary friend. They're like, honey, that's not real. You know, they, you know, those aren't real. Exactly. And we condition ourselves down to this weird fitted group of those aren't there anymore. Because yes. uh, I don't know. It just always makes me wonder if we're talking about dimensions, which in religion, dimensions are talked about all the time. We know there's like paradise, there's heaven, there's yep. angels, there's hell. There's all these different dimensions. Yep. So what keeps you from tapping in and out? And even throughout the Bible, we know of... There yeah. was witches bringing people back from the dead so that King Solomon, or uh, it was King David or Solomon, one of the, the brought, I know it was King Saul, brought back a person who had died so he could talk to him. Like yeah. the Bible even specifically talks about people doing this. So I, I always find it interesting when, it, again, going back to the religious thing, when people are like, oh, don't bring up the witchcraft stuff. It's like, it's all throughout the Bible. And I don't know, it always makes me wonder if like that interdimensional stuff that's more i'm getting anymore like i'm starting to notice the blend of like bigfoot aliens and ghosts just all being one just giant yeah definitely i don't know know, when when you talk about the you know like what is it that you know what is it that allows certain people to see these things you know like you know, accessing different parts of the brain that we don't usually have access to, um, I think, plays a big part in it, you know. Um, so when you do do these psychedelic, you know, types of drugs, like maybe mushrooms or LSD or, you know, you're taking, uh, you know, you know, DMT or, you know, these oral forms of ayahuasca and things like that, maybe you're actually activating pieces of your your brain that you don't normally use, which allow you to be able to connect and be able to interact with maybe these different dimensional uh, states that you normally wouldn't when you're sober. So, you know, I don't always discredit people all the time when they say, yeah, I, I was on DMT and I saw these five beings in front of me or whatever you know there's there's even religious scholars who say that um 
uh, you know, when when uh, when Moses, you know, goes to the mountain mm. and he sees the the burning bush that it could have possibly been the acacia bush. And the acacia bush is one of the only other f- forms of oral DMT that you can actually take. So if he were to eat from this acacia bush, which is very prominent in, in where he lives, um, and he ingested this stuff, yeah, dude, you're going to see a burning bush for sure. Right? <laughs> and it's going to talk to you. And talk to God. I would um, like two sopapillas. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast, uh, me- medium. So yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think that his story is made up by any means, right? Yeah. I think if he were to ingest this 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 DMT um, and actually get into a focused meditative state to where he is actually accessing these maybe higher dimensions. Maybe it wasn't so much God that talked to him, but maybe there's a possibility that something of a higher state, a higher vibration, was actually able to communicate with him in that state because he himself and his mind were at a higher vibrational state at the time. So, Joe, are you saying his story or history? I'm saying saying his story. If if history is recording his story as that way and we go back, look at it we know that the acacia bush is another way to you know ingest you know orally dmt um and it was prominent in that area so so think about the way you just described uh down you you basically described downloading uh some packets of information right yeah. I think your description of that is 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 analogous to a computer, right? You have a laptop or a computer that can compute all kinds of shit, right? Unless you're connected to the internet. If you're not connected to the internet, your computer's still really powerful. You could do a lot of shit. Like you could right. edit video, Ooh. you could type some shit, and you could do mathematical problems beyond the human okay. imagination. But once you uh, connect to the internet and some Wi-Fi, then you're allowed to download some like plugins and some extra shit and then now you're allowed to like access this ultimate higher element this higher dimension right i mean the way you're describing that in the bible is analogous to a computer connecting to wi-fi am i right or wrong i feel like that's a pretty good analogy (laughs) no that's a great one it is it is but micah what is your uh, thought on that? I know we've been over. I, I see. I, I see. Sm- like I see. Smirking over there, tonight. Bro. He's talking so much tonight. No, I mean, I I think it's I think it's possible. Um, but I also think it's possible that it's just all in your it's just all in your head when when you're on hallucinogens and that it's so, it's really not there. Now, I, I as as I said, I do think it's possible that that could be tapping into some type of other dimension where you can see it. Whereas like maybe as a kid, you can't actually see those. Yeah. And whereas you get older, your brain just kind of filters it out. Right. Yeah. You're uh, not even seeing you know, it. possibility. My question is, is but, the, is the internet there physically or is it in each and every person's experience? Right. Yeah. Because you know, like if you everybody think, can talk about the internet unless you've, unless you can access, access it. it then you know what you're talking about. Like, I'm just trying to like, I'm not trying to disprove what you just said. I'm just trying to like relate to you in a way. Okay. So to put this out there, by the way, Mike, I don't know if I'm doing this or not. Okay. So real quick, because we've talked about this. I've never actually smoked weed. 
I don't know if you guys have ever indulged in the uh, devil's lettuce, uh, but <laughs> uh, me? wait, yeah. what? what? How dare what? you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> this is bull- so- yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> you, hey, right listen, there. Listen to me. Uh, <laughs> what was that sound? Oh my god, who was that? <laughs> I don't know. It came out of you. I don't think so. <laughs> so, anyways, I, okay. So, how dare you? Is, <laughs> I've never actually smoked weed at, at all, and the main reason why is I'm just concerned that like the day I do will be the one day I get hurt that week, and I'm like, I swear to God, I've never smoked weed. <laughs> like three days later, I get hurt at work. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I have heard. That some people, especially when they ingest or they feel that they're more for some people feel like depending on what they smoke, that they open it opens their mind up a little more. Now, I don't know if you want to share your stories at all, Mike, or if you're comfortable with that or that idea, if you if you have or have not ever smoked. But to that point, that's like a tipping point to DMT. And if and if they say that DMT, they feel the possibility that when we're dying is what's released. And a lot of times there have been stories of when people are passing away that they're communicating with the other side. I do think that it's interesting that that is what's taking place for them. And then I've heard stories of people who have done DMT saying that they uh, they did meet something and their general first encounter of it, depending on where they were at mentally, was to make them evaluate themselves, be like, listen – Look like, look at what a terrible person you are. Like an ego is all dissolving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even Joe, Joe, as we always mention him. Hey, guys, go listen to Quality uh, Podcast. Joe Rogan over there. He's going (laughs) to. Who? But even he's talking. Who? Did you say Joe? Um, But he's talked about that meeting this entity or meeting something. And I, I have found a little bit of research did that almost everybody that's done this has met a entity of some sort whether communicated with them or not some are more than others but a majority of them seem to have had this experience of of meeting something and i i for that purpose i am intrigued now i've never like i said i've never actually smoked weed in dmt but if i knew i wasn't gonna get fired like i'm like i'm like that you know what i mean that curious about it to like just one time you know just one time i I don't know i I feel like you can't (laughs) It's it's hard it's hard to get like for me especially when uh, I initially started smoking and then oh you smoke we oh uh, my god act like oh, you didn't my know this. oh my um, god Micah <laughs> Jesus Christ I know uh, the first few times like it was a def it was vastly different experiences like the very first time I got ri- ridiculously giggly. And I could not physically stop myself from laughing. Um, so it's that was vastly different. That that lasted for probably the first, I would say, month that I consistently smoked. And then they just kind of trailed off. And then it became more of like a, I don't know. It's 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 what I guess you would I would describe as like a head high. It's like yeah, you just have like a different kind of uh, perspective. You can you can get it. You can you can definitely think about things in a different light. Um, I typically, provided I didn't smoke a whole bunch. Like if I really really smoked, 
um, probably not going to do much thinking. But, um, you know, smoking a reasonable amount, right, you definitely get, like, a different kind of mindset about things. You think a little deeper on, on what you're thinking about. Yeah, so definitely. Are you, are you I, saying that you were basically, like, you tapped into Internet, and the first month you were, like, the first person to discover the Internet, and you were just watching cat videos and think they're hilarious and sending them all your friends? And then, like, the final month like, you were, like, best like, analogy oh, I've ever heard. Everybody's <laughs> poking each other. Yeah. <laughs> And it just yes. got really freaking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, an interesting thing about it is, you know, like, take the Rastafarian culture, for example. The Rastafarians, uh, they don't drink alcohol, right? But they smoke shitloads of weed. They don't drink alcohol because they say alcohol, uh, it it boosts the ego. It, 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 uh, it. It makes you not be able to think. It makes you drunk. It makes you disconnected, right? But when you smoke weed, it's a little bit different. It calms you down. It changes your perspective. It brings them closer to God um, because it allows them to think. It, they're more introvert whenever they smoke. It allows them to to you know have a completely different mindset. Like I know, like with me, like. When I, you know, I would smoke all the time, I would get into this this mindset of like, I would almost feel paranoid, but it wasn't because of shit around me. It was because of my own life. It was like, God, mm. I would smoke something. And I would be like, fuck, I really need to get this done or I need to focus on this or I'm really fucking this up or, you know, things that I need to pay attention to to make me a better person those things would bother me, you know? Um, and I feel like it's kind of the same thing, you know, with the Rastafarians. And then when we bring this back to DMT, you know, when you talk about, you know, the shaman, uh, you know, in like Peru and like the Amazon, uh, you know, they, they drink this, this, you know, the ayahuasca, which is DMT, but they, they say that when they consume it, that they are talking to you know, Mother Earth, like that is the rainforest yeah. talking to them. And whatever that is, you know, maybe that's their form of God. Maybe, you know, who knows? You know, they have a, a serious connection. And it's like, you know, the Western world, we think of it and we consume drugs and we're just like, yeah, party, fuck off. Everybody's America. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. But Zola. when we think stuff comes from, and like what it's actually used for most of these drugs are very spiritual in nature right. in the first place you know no have if you don't mind my asking have either of you two if you're comfortable talking about it you can either confirm nor deny have you ever had an experience with either ayahuasca or dmt and, and if so did you have an experience with uh an entity of any sort i've done dmt uh yeah uh i right did on, bro. experience <laughs> with uh with a an entity of anything but i will say that when i i took the dmt i uh colors man there was all these colors and i feel like there was a string on the back of like where my neck meets my back Ooh, and there was a string, the spinal you know, cord. Like, it pulled me up like out of my body like i could see like i was sitting on the couch like this and it pulled me up 
and I could see myself sitting on the edge of the couch. It was it was a strange experience. It was a very out of body experience. And had I done more, I probably would have come in contact with this entity. Um, you have to go somewhere to meet him, you know. And I don't know yeah. where I was headed, but I didn't make it that far. Um, yeah. It made it just... far enough to be able to see myself, you know, which was a very uh, interesting experience. Tripping balls um, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to look at yourself in the mirror, right? right. And you see this person, but it's a completely different experience to see yourself like yeah. as a human body from somebody else's perspective. It's weird. It's like you're getting somebody else's perspective on you. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I kind of is like, it's kind of like an analogy on like, again, like when I was talking about smoking weed and the things that I needed to focus on to be a, you know, like a better person. Uh, it's kind of that same feeling. Like I look at myself and it, it's almost like it's very, it kills your ego, right? Mm. It really kills your ego to like kind of see yourself from a completely different perspective. So it's very, very interesting. I wonder if I should commit to this now then, Mike, on the podcast since we briefly talked about it. Should, should I, I mean, in your guys' doctor scientist opinions, should I indulge, you know, one time and smoke? Because we had talked about it because me never doing it about smoking on the podcast live one time and like recording the experience. Don't do that. And our, our wives had thought about coming on and like asking me questions while oh, I was high. Oh, no, no, no. So, no, no, no. I have a lot of thoughts on this and William I mean I feel like I know you I feel like we've been friends for a few months now and I want to yeah. I want to protect you from that because you're <laughs> that would be fucking horrific and it would it would ruin every experience after that because I, I'm a firm believer that your first experience with marijuana is the most important because it 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 tells your brain. I mean, your, our brains like think of it like a computer, yeah. right? If you had a, have a negative experience your first time, all of okay. those synapses are gonna react every single time in that exact way, and so you're gonna have to like keep smoking more and more and like like condition uh, yourself to like oh uh, oh yeah, the, just be, feeling paranoid and awkward is like a part of it, right? Like, you get over it, but your first experience, you got to do it with your with Micah, with your brother, just in a very lax situation where there's going to be no, no even idea of authority or wife. <laughs> um, just, just go sit, go sit. I mean, now with this, this virus going on, just go sit in a Starbucks parking lot and get high. That's what I'm, or a, <laughs> or a, well, or a long, okay. long, John, long John Silver's. Cause no one's been there since 1984 truth i don't know how they're open i don't understand no one understands we still have some out here no one gets they're, it. they're there nobody's ever there but they're there yeah. i don't <laughs> they keep making food that's where the like... men in black hide out yeah that's where they have like their headquarters yeah. we yeah. just don't know yeah <laughs> well i guess to be fair to be 100 percent transparent i've never smoked however my aunts old school from the 70s did make brownie one time and this was oh three pushing three years back and I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And it wasn't really planned. It just kind of happened. And I didn't regard any of their rules like take little bites and then wait. 
and we <laughs> I had like my whole, initial brownies. I was like, oh, man. Whole different beast. Yeah. Edibles, yeah, but nobody yeah. this. And she did it old school. Like she didn't cook down the weed and then get the oil and extract it. Like she straight up had buds in there. Like she yeah, gave me the old that school. That sounds experience. disgusting. Dude, I, I bit into one. I was wait, like straight up wait, no, whole no, no. bud. No, like, she she baked she baked buds within the the brown the, oh, yeah. the how did that even work? Because listen, old school seventies. I don't know. She grew up with some hard stuff, man. Like, so she was like, "Don't be a pussy," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and then, so she, she said it like, "Don't be a pussy, bitch." <laughs> so, anyways, with my aunts and my wife, I, I I tried this, and it like I ate my first amount. My wife had a little bit and took one single bite. My wife had never done edibles. And she didn't want to eat hers anymore. So I was like, this tastes pretty good to me. So I ate that. Then I went and got some more. When we were said and done, like I had literally probably eaten like, uh, not that much, but like that much. I had two good sized pieces of the brownie, right? Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is nothing. Yeah. And we were having dinner. We just finished dinner. And I noticed my one aunt walked behind my other aunt. Uh, and she like, scratched her on the head and my aunt was like are you feeling something and i was like that's weird i don't know what she's talking about and then without even knowing what was going on i went from looking at my aunts to all of a sudden i realized i was locked eyes with myself but i didn't remember looking at myself because there was a mirror in their dining room and it freaked me out because oh, i was like no. oh, i was just staring at myself and there was what you it's funny that you mentioned that joe that that whole feeling of like i felt it from back here up through my head and then down into like all of a sudden I could feel my heart. Like I could feel every part of my being and everything. And then all of a sudden I heard laughing and I was like, who the French toast? Like who is laughing? And then I realized it was me. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> like Joe just did. I was just like, oh man, yeah. And I was just like laughing in the mirror and it like hit us all at once. But it was heavy. Like, <laughs> I mean, I got like the first 30 to 40 minutes was great. Like I, for whatever reason, I, I could not stop laughing. I wanted to take a drink of water because I was dying of thirst, but I couldn't do that. And I just got up. I went outside, and I was standing on their back porch looking at the sun setting. And my aunt and I were talking. I'm like, where's Will? And I'm like, I don't know. She went and found me in the back porch. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just watching the sunset. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just, I thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. But then from that moment on, there was one weird moment. Like, within it, like, it, they, some people said I got, like, the perfect, uh, what's that called? Like, where you get an up and then a down. I don't know the terms, but, like, a supreme, or, uh, uh, or ma Masupio. Sativa, indica. Yeah, like, I got a perfect, like, ha, 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 and then, holy crap, like, crash, right? Because <laughs> I went in this chair, this chair started to, like, swallow me. Like, I was just sitting there. Dude, I was, I was gone. I was laying in this chair, and in that moment, with my eyes closed, it's weird to say, but it would come in waves. Like, I, I just don't know why. I was, like, in Hawaii, and I was just, like this wave i was just up and down on this wave and i didn't see anything but i felt similar-ish as to if it was slightly somewhere else so to be fair if that happened from weed that's where it makes me curious about the dmt stuff of do you think that that is the next step and why if we're gonna get into schedule one drugs and stuff like for god's sake have you looked at the list of schedule one drugs like it doesn't really make sense it should like, include coffee <laughs> I, get, I get so much shit done on coffee. Oh my god! I wouldn't have a job if I didn't have coffee. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, I didn't mean to bore you guys with that story. By the way, I went way no, too far. No, no that was good. great. I wanted to like interject and be goofy, but I didn't want to interrupt because I'm already making a fool of myself. 
I would like to I would like to bore you guys with this story really quick. Uh, right. It was pretty interesting. I I had, I had taken LSD, and uh, was it the uh, time you and me did it, or no? This was a different time. We uh. can tell that story too. But oh shit! <laughs> the weirdest oh, shit God. always. When I, I would take LSD, uh, one time me and some buddies all took it, and we decided to go down to the, the, the pool at the apartment, and we were like, oh, my God. Like, we were, like, just, you know, like, messing around in the water, and, like, it just felt so crazy. Like, it was just – it was – man, we were up, bro. Like, we were, like, on, on a whole new level. And uh, this guy comes walking in, and we're like, oh, shit. He, like, walks into the pool. And he asks us, he says, hey, man, y'all got any blank CDs? <laughs> and at the same time, we all checked our pockets. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and we all looked at him and we're like, no, we don't have any CDs. And we all checked our pockets. Like, you would think that we would. You would think that we would have blank CDs, but we don't at this moment. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I don't have any of them here. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then me and Ben, we took it. Yeah, we tasted and, uh, We tasted blue. His guitar pedal uh, board, it was out that night. We were jamming, and then we threw on this Led Zeppelin DVD, and like we turned the lights out. And dude, Led Zeppelin was just pumping, man. Like we were just having a good old time. <laughs> it was so intense. And uh, then we started looking around, and and uh, this blue light on his pedal. And like Ben was like, dude, he was like, I can like taste that light. I can taste the <laughs> <laughs> it. Tastes like blueberry. <laughs> the snozberries taste like snozberries. Because yeah. LSD, what it does. Is it crosses all the the synapses in your brain, so it crosses all of these like feelings. So like when people talk about like I can see music and like I can taste colors and things like that, it really does that to you. And then we also nice. went to the pool and we just dipped our fingertips in the pool for like an hour and a half. We looked like a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> the only people out. We're we're like. <laughs> <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, but oh my god! Perspective, man. I mean, some people think this stuff is evil, and you know, whatever, you know. But if they've never tried it, you know, like yeah, never tried something, man. Just don't have an opinion on it, you know. Yeah, I think of, I think of like politicians yeah. trying to like pass bills and like oh, to make back. this make some shit illegal. I would like that politician to experience uh, in a in a nice setting. Experience uh, one of these, you know, like have it be magic mushrooms or LSD in a, in a very light light dose. Anybody that's passing a bill that's making it illegal for you to experience this as a human, like I feel like we all have kind of a right. Like I, I fall on the line of maps. I mean, like yeah, from Joe Rogan uh, maps. I mean, dude, uh, the 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 idea that we can't just go out and consume something is because it's illegal is kind of dumb to me. Um, I yeah. think I think there should be regulation for sure. I think there should be like an age limit. You know, I don't I don't know if it's twenty one or if it's thirty, but I feel like you know there has to be some kind of uh, 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 
construction of the mind, like some sound construction of the mind before you try some of this mind altering stuff. But I do feel like it's important. And the people that are passing these bills have never experienced these, these experiences. So why the fuck should they be passing bills on something they have no idea about? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, nobody should have sovereignty over an adult's body other than that adult. I understand that there's substance abuse, and abuse is bad, and we can all across the board agree that it's bad. But why is it bad? Well, because maybe they could kill somebody. Okay, well, there's already a law about murdering people, so why do you need to add another law on top of that? Like, that's already a thing. Like, you you know, I understand— you can also uh, argue that people you can abuse yourself by eating shitty food, shitty drive-through McDonald's food every day. We are doing that day, way more you know? than anything, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm self-evident yeah, they of this. Trying to pass laws on that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, Absolutely. It, when, um, it, when it comes to, like, oh, you can kill someone else, it's, like, bad. But when you can kill yourself, it's it's not even thought of. Yeah, it's a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick then, I love that you guys, without me even being here, brought this to, I'm assuming, politicians and they're voting on uh, drugs and stuff. So I have two thoughts on this. One being, we all know that uh, cannabis, I'm sorry, wait, did I use the right term there? Can, what was it called back in the day? It was called cannabis, right? Was well, it, back no, no, then no, no, they no. called it marijuana because they it wanted a, a fear-mongering campaign. Correct. So it sound Mexican. Yeah, yeah, before so that, like, though, just, yeah, them, those Mexicans. Uh, before yeah. that, though, before that, hemp, thank you, that's the term I'm looking for. I don't know why I called it cannabis. But when it was hemp, and it was used for all these growing materials and all this stuff in the country, that was a common, like, there were factories for hemp. Like, it wasn't yeah. a negative connotation. The Ford and, Motor like, Company got, The Ford Motor Company made its first shell for, one of its first shells for its car out of hemp. Because it's such a durable right. material. And I can't remember the guy who it was, but it wasn't it literally a debate over the paper company. Like it was, he was producing paper, and then it was like some sort of argument where he realized it was going to be cheaper for the hemp, so he made all those negative conversations about black yeah. people and Irish and Mexicans, yeah, the textile and, industries um, that they were involved with, oil. I mean, you look at the oil companies and who runs oil. You look at the textile, mm-hmm. the paper industries. These guys all realized that this was not going to work unless you outlawed hemp because hemp was king, you know? Yeah. Benjamin Franklin has, like, schematics on the very first bong ever, you know? There's papers where George (laughs) Washington, you know, cultivated hemp, some to make materials and some to smoke. They all smoked hemp, like, you know. Yeah, do you think he got through the the Revolutionary War without some hemp, bro? Like. George Washington had some stress on his shoulders. You know, at the end of the night, a campfire, he was like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely not. And if you still, if you look at the law against marijuana today, you'll still find that it states in the law that uh, uh, cannabis entices uh, uh, Negro jazz musicians to look at white women. Yes. Fucking racist as shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, It's ridiculous. Oh my God! No. So okay, so I find it entertaining that that's what happened, right? Government and business getting involved with their little grubby fingers and money that they shouldn't, controlling parts of the government or, and politicians. So we moved to that, and then we moved to I don't know about Texas, but for you guys, Mike is more familiar. Did, did we make it legal in Michigan last year or the year before last? I don't remember what year we made it legal. Uh, in Michigan. I think it was last year. December was it last, last year? year? So I had a conversation with a guy. 
uh, I can't talk about too much. Um, but he has a business. And uh, I was asking him, I said, why, if we got to back up and ask yourselves, like, it's great that this is happening. I do feel like you guys are saying people who've never smoked, making all these rules and legislation, and all this stuff. But why now? Like, would, would it be fair to say, would you guys say that the, the weed of even the 90s, is it on the same playing field as the weed of today? Absolutely do you feel not. Like that stuff nowadays, and again, this is an ignorant a, opinion because I've never smoked the stuff now, but I've heard this stuff will knock you out. Like it's some space age shit, man. Right, yeah, like getting how to breathe and crap. So, yeah. do you think if we're talking about the idea of being controlled a little bit, is that by chance, or do you think that they're making it legal across the states and perhaps federally legal in the next five years, so that people are less? concerned just like they made alcohol <laughs> um, legal and it, it it caused people to be like Meh. i got my job i'm doing my thing drink my beers with the boys the other night and you know what's happening in washington's happening in washington just as an idea i just what are your guys' thoughts on that i haven't heard that uh that perspective and i appreciate that i haven't thought about that because i mean a lot of people think like oh if we have booze we're fine but like marijuana <laughs> is like the one thing that makes you think like more deeply and then if this yeah. weed is more powerful that just knocks you the or fuck out, out right? then yeah. you have a great point will like you're just kind of like Who's uh, my mayor? Who's my governor? I don't know. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a rubber ducky and I'm going in I think, uh, and uh, I, I think the government should go fuck themselves. Honestly. I mean, yeah. No, they get making it illegal in the first place. They created yeah. crime. They created a black market. They created stronger weed for people to want to buy and get off to. And now I think by making it legal and taxing it and taxing it out the ass, they're still allowing the black market to take uh, to take hold. And I think yeah. it's all by design because they're allowed to arrest people and create tax revenue right now. Um, where it is still illegal, but then when they do make it legal and tax it really, really high, there's still going to be a black market. So not only will they get tax revenue off of legal weed that's taxed really high, they'll also get tax revenue off of uh, the black market people still. So I think True. they need to just get their hands out of it completely. It's none of their business, as most yeah. things, is none of their business. Your thoughts, Micah? I completely agreed. <laughs> You yeah. just gave Mike a broner. He's like, yeah. <laughs> a broner. Very limited things uh, that they should be doing, and they should stick to those things, and they can do those things with far less money. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that's a great yeah, point. Like, yeah, uh, far left, less. I, I agree with Micah on a lot of the stuff that he says. Like, listen to the podcast. Like, when it comes to like politics and shit like that, me and Micah are, are pretty close on on our viewpoints for oh, the most part. Hey, so speaking of politics, the guy that made uh, hemp illegal uh, back in the day is Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Have you seen the beard he's trying to grow lately that he's got going on? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I, I've got to ask this question because I did have one listener uh, reach out to me that wanted me to ask you guys a specific question. So I apologize. But it kind of ties into it since we're talking about politicians now. 
I, I apologize. I know we're going long here. Um, so one last question for you guys. Get some thoughts on it. What are your thoughts and feelings or knowledge? Because I have like zero on this with the whole idea of shapeshifters being in our government. So reptilian or just aliens that can shapeshift. Do you know anything about this? Could you shed some light on it for them? Micah, did you get that video I sent you? Did you watch that? Uh, which video? <laughs> I did send him a couple. <laughs> did you see? I tried to pick the most credible ones because I will admit uh, from the videos I was being sent. The, the basketball player. The basketball the player in particular. I, don't and know, I feel like, like that one was explainable. Really? Okay. Yeah. So for people that may not know, because obviously this is, well, no, they can kind of see us, I guess. But the, um, basically in this video, this guy goes to dunk this ball and his arm, like his left one, he's dumping in the air, like Michael Jordan kind of look left arm just like elongates and becomes really wobbly which okay maybe he's just an athlete and he relaxed but then his like right hand goes from being the basketball right here to like no joke his arm just wraps up and has like two fingers but they look like scales and this is hd stuff because a lot of those stuff where the people are like oh they're transitioning they're in the news and they're controlling us it's like 1984 1990 stuff and like the entire screen goes blurry like it's not just them yeah there are a couple of hd ones even current um i don't know the guy for fox that has like he's like a really short looking neck he comes on at like eight o'clock every night i don't even know his name but there was one of him where he had like double eyes and stuff there's some where i'm like is it people just editing or do you Coming think? from you live is Henry Shortneck. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you send us uh, that video right now? Or is that... Can we watch yeah, it like yeah, yeah, real time? Or? Yeah, I'll send you one in the group. I'll send it over to you right now. Um, like I said, I just... To me... So basically, the, the question from the listener was... Even if just... They sent me a ton of videos. Well, there's three different people who have been sending me stuff. But one in particular. They were like... Even if... Because I asked them, like, do you believe this stuff yourself? And they said, well, even if just 10% of what we're viewing here is possible or real we're like screwed and they were showing it like obviously mainly people that are in power um what is going on with my phone I mean, dude, um go ahead i'm sorry it's weird because i mean so a lot of those videos are are kind of strange um but when you start kind of like diving into like ancient bloodlines and things like that uh, mm. and kind of when you start looking into like ritualistic practices and you look into the occult and some of the stuff that they do uh as, as a matter of fact uh there's this this really interesting book that i have uh a conspiracy book <laughs> just blurred it out on you oh there you go <laughs> yeah god damn it why is it blurry yeah, yeah. It's awesome. conspiracy book that's so weird that's it's so stupid. funny. It's like blurry in it. <laughs> Secret societies and hidden histories. Nice. I, dude, like, these people are tapped into powers that have been actually kept secrets, uh, secret to the mass public for a long, long time. Um, and some of the stuff, you know, when you go back to like the Germans and their technology and how come they were able to advance mm. so much faster than, than we were and things like that. And I, I think it's because they, they didn't, um, they didn't leave this portion out, right. They really got into the spirituality and the occult type things. 
Um, whereas we in the Western world, we were really science and fact based, right? Which kind of uh, maybe maybe hindered us a little bit because we didn't get into this esoteric stuff. Um, and if they were able to reach something, maybe or contact something um, that came from the other side, you know, like I said, I personally believe that aliens are real. I do believe right. that here is it completely out of the question to say that there is a species that can look just like us whenever it wants to and go back to its original state no i don't think that's crazy do i think right. a lot of the videos that we see are are faked um i think they are but i think they're faked on the small kernel of truth that there is something um <laughs> uh, real about about it did you the i don't know if you've seen it yet i i don't know ben did you see the video that i sent to you about the basketball player yet uh yeah that was my uh slack jaw moment uh about yeah two minutes ago i was watching it and it looks really weird isn't it weird it's because really like that's weird. some age that's some HD video. So here's my thing. Again, I'm no expert in breaking these videos down. But in the other ones, like when I was getting stuff from like, they're like, oh, look at Drew Carey. He's an alien. And it's like, well, yeah, his face went all blurry and glitchy. But like so did the whole screen behind him. Like it's not just him. Right. But in that video, yeah. everything else proceeds normal. And then, dude, that guy's arm just like elongates up over that basketball. And he yeah, hides it behind his back. I, I just like, I'm telling I don't you, hold a basketball. Hold the basketball, and then I want you to form your hand. Yeah, these, <laughs> these guys aren't like normal people, man. These guys are oh, giants. Well, they, also, they move they faster. They do that Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> Stretch. <Yeah. laughs> programming. Programming. So, so, I mean, Micah, to your point, I mean, these guys are like top athletes. They move faster Fair. than most people, right? Like in a split Okay, so say they're they're working with uh, 24 frames a second camera, right? So every 24th, they're taking a, a, a shot, right? So in between that time, their fle- their muscles are a lot faster than ours. So we're not used to seeing people that fast. So people that, need, that are in the NBA and uh, the uh, uh, NFL are str- are stronger, faster than what we're used to seeing and, and capturing on video. Now, what I'm seeing is literally a basketball. It's like a magic show right like the basketball is covering up the hand so what you see in one moment is the bottom of the elbow and then the same frame you're seeing this what looks like a really long finger which just maybe just means that he's way fucking faster than that 24 frames a second and it just looks like this wrapping around i'm just trying to be practical about it you know what i mean no that and that's fair like i said i i took like when the listener would some of them reach out to us uh john John in particular reached out and sent it to me and I was like uh, I mean I asked him what his opinion was like I said he's basically said it was like even if 10% of this is true because he sent me a ton of them he was like but even if just one of these are true then we have to ask the question who else Yeah. and now the other video I'm sure you didn't see because it requires audio to listen to but it's Obama uh, former President Obama going on The View uh, which is everybody's favorite channel everybody loves watching The View I mean I record that Obama's I DVR it so anyways he goes on the view and he says and if you listen to the audio after this episode he goes well you know sometimes people are stuck in their reptilian side of the brain of thinking like he Uh, said that like that's weird like he didn't say like we're stuck in caveman or crook man 
no. Like, he specifically said reptilian. Now, to again, I'm not trying to tie this all stuff back to religion, but Michael will know about this. The way that we were raised and some of the thoughts we had, I, I'm going to ask you guys a question because I've never done this with anybody who, like, had zero idea about this. I'm about to test you guys. You guys are going to be my two guinea pigs right now. What story did you hear or know growing up about Adam and Eve and what happened in the Garden of Eden? What is your take on that? What like so when we're talking about the apple, as it were. Right. What is your feelings or thoughts? Snake trying to get that apple to Eve, and she's like, "Girl, I'm anal," and she's like, "Oh, I'm looking at that snake, baby. I'm grooming down Adam. I don't care about you. I'm looking at the snake. Look at that. Okay, all right. So what do you? You guys what I gotta deal with on a daily basis. Listen, that's, <laughs> Micah feels the same. He feels your pain. Like I, this is the reason why I started the show with him because he's like the, the gravity <laughs> that brings me back down. Because without him, it'd be bad. It'd be real bad. So, so taking the story at face value, uh, what do you this think? This has always kind of bothered me a little bit uh, because uh, so apparently Eve wasn't the first woman in the garden. Eve Ooh. was a replacement woman. Uh, for Adam's first supposed to be old lady, right? Um, never knew this part. This is interesting. I never knew this. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. And so it's always interesting to me that for some reason, when man wants to acquire knowledge, God gets upset. Prometheus, <laughs> fire, right? And and Prometheus is banned. You know, like it's it's always such a strange thing to me that like why is knowledge such such uh, such a frowned upon thing? And this goes back to kind of what you were saying, like uh, you believe me and only me, and this is the way it is. That's just kind of the way religion's always been, right? Um, I I don't know, man. Like it's it's always bothered me because I've always been a very curious person. And so even as a kid, you know, I always asked the question, you know, well, why did God get so mad because they ate the fruit of knowledge? Like, what's wrong with knowing stuff? Yeah, because he said, and oh, I, now now they're like us. They're gods like us. In the first test, mm-hmm. uh, in the, uh, yeah, the first, in, in Genesis, he said, it's, it's plural. It's not just, oh, now they're smart. It's like, they're gods like us, basically. From eating, eating from the, you eating know, from eating the, the, the fruit of knowledge, the, the tree of knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. Now, now, is he mad because the serpent is the one who tricked them? And it's not so much that he's mad that he ate the fruit, that they ate the fruit. Is it that he's more mad that he listened to the serpent as opposed to listening to him? Ooh, right. That's a good point. So that's always kind of been, been my my thoughts on that. Um, and and one more interesting fact: uh, reptiles actually have in their in their brain they actually have a, a third eye. And if you look in humans, we have the the pituitary gland, which sets right in the middle of the head, yeah. um, which is said to be what controls our third eye. So. I find it interesting that this third eye is what opens and reveals knowledge and uh, allows you to see past this realm. And it's funny that a serpent is the one who 
tempted them to eat this fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ben, do you pretty much agree with that hypothesis? Like, yeah. That I, that would... The 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 pineal gland. I mean, it's it's been shown <clears throat> through ancient history up until I mean the most recent that we can uh, that we can account for is is the uh, the ancient Sumerians and their depiction of the the pine cone. Right, is like the pineal gland and. Having to do and and, and I, I mean said pituitary that was wrong pineal gland sorry no, I know I knew what you meant I knew what you meant uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah it's 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 this thing it that okay we all know that reptiles don't eat fruit right I mean they're not hanging out in a tree yeah they're fruit. not really on that game they're they're there to tempt you and God in the Bible says he's not like Joe says not he doesn't get mad at the snake he doesn't get mad at Lucifer let's say that. He gets mad at the choices that humanity makes. But he says later on, like, hey, I knew y'all were going to make that mis- mistake in the, ho- the whole time. I just knew y'all were going to do it. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Hey, hey, man, I, I knew y'all were going to have zero APR at zero down finances. And I, I gave you the truck anyway. Oh I know you couldn't gosh. pay for the damn truck. I just didn't want y'all to have to be able to drive the stick. And now y'all can. Y'all can get from point A to point B. But... I mean, like, well, all, sil- all silliness aside, the 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 thing that happens in the Bible is 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 exactly what Joe said. It's like, okay, yeah, there's this serpent that like signifies the uh, pineal gland, right? It, which yeah. is kind of like the God uh, gland. Which I mean, a lot of people say when you die, the pineal gland ex- ex- excretes DMT basically, and DMT right. is made within yeah, your right. body, so. The fact that, you know, there's a, a, a lot of religions that think that when you die, you, you dream for a thousand years because this pineal gland going back to like, go, go to like uh, Inception, right? Like the further you go in a dream, the longer you stay there. Mm. So and like time the more shorter out here. Yeah. So uh-huh. the more that you have this chemical, when you dream, a lot of that chemical from your dream state is coming from the pineal gland. So. And right. that seems to slow down your perception of time. It also signifies like, oh, this dream is important. For some reason, you wake up like, oh, my God, this dream was so fucking important. I have to tell somebody, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like you wake up, you're like, oh, my God, it was such a dope dream. And then you start telling the fucking story and you're like, all right. So there's like, OK, there's like a beach ball. And then like Pamela Anderson was there. And like, <laughs> you know. It's just, it's all chemicals. So, so what I think what the Bible is teaching us in that moment is that like God doesn't want us to understand that you can learn and like be, become like ascended and like be aware. I think God was pissed about that, like becoming aware, yeah. like self-aware. So, yeah. okay. So since these are your two hypotheses on this, since none of us ultimately know, right? I always say that all the time. I'm like, nobody really knows, right? Like, these are basically no. hy- a really accurate hypotheses. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I do find it interesting, though, that, like, even, like, when you look at these stories and you look at the Bible and we're talking, like, the beginning of time, right? Yeah. Um, But then you think about the fact that monotheism in Christianity – didn't even exist until the fall of the Egyptian empire. So what happened to all that beginning time stuff? Like, like in the beginning, like, okay, I get that. But why wasn't this like these rules set in place, like (laughs) all throughout history. And then we get to the Egyptian empire. And then it's like a completely different thing now. I'll tell you why. Because there was, there was a lot of bulls. 
Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, that's just what they worship. I mean, it comes from, from you know, paganism and all this stuff. You know, it's polytheism, worshiping many gods. We we worship yeah. the sun. We worship the, you know, the, 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 the water, the earth, the ground, the air, the fucking birds. Like, we worship everything. <laughs> You know, and then and oh, mighty pinecorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you get into this era of 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 Constantine, right? And Constantine, he he needed to find a way to unify the the uh, you know the the Roman Empire, and so he decides, hey, we're all gonna go from this book right here. We're all gonna call it the yeah. Bible. And then he mm -hmm. takes this Bible and <clears throat> he rips the pieces out of it, which is the original, right? And then yes. fucking, uh, you know, Constantine believed in the sun gods. He didn't even believe in Christianity uh, at, at first. It was kind of a new thing to him. So I don't know. I always thought that was interesting. You know, I, I, before I give our little hypothesis on how we were raised and, and just an idea or thought about what we were taught, I've always found that interesting, too, with the, the breaks in history showing, you know, where Christianity particularly picks up and the Catholic church, I have my own opinions about the Catholic church and their effect on history, but it is funny. Massive. I always in the back of my head, I've always wondered like, all right, if you boil all, all religions down, there's like three basic things. Like just basically love your neighbors yourself and don't put any idol before God, whatever you worship. But basically it's just be a good person in a nutshell. Not saying that gets you to heaven because I don't know anything, but I'm just saying, in a nutshell, that was kind of it. But then, like, you take even the Christian Bible or the, the King James version, it literally gets into details about like paying your taxes, render unto Caesar what Caesar's, and render unto God what's God. Yeah, and and I've always been tithing, like tithing as well. Yes, and I've always wondered like, was that actually part of it, or was Caesar like, you know what, they're paying ten percent to tithing? Catholicism, man. Just say that well, they gotta pay us some too. Well, well, then you look at the Dark Ages and and all the 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 conquests that they had to do. You know, I mean, holy war. They holy had to war. have these holy wars. What better way <laughs> to fund holy wars than to tax all the people that live in your kingdom? And so they would build these giant cathedrals and churches, and they would say the only way to talk to God is to come to us and to pay mm -hmm. your you know your dues to the church. Pay them, and then you can talk to God through me, which is the priest. You know, so funny that uh, to this day, and I could be wrong about this because obviously I'm not Catholic. My wife was raised Catholic, mainly. She was raised a lot of things, but mainly yeah. raised Catholic. And she was talking about the uh, like the incense because like I haven't I've never been through mass, but apparently there's like a a thing that the priest carries out, and, and there's incense in that. But there's some thought on that that originally that could have been some of the herbs that creating dmt so like or like weed so people were literally getting high yeah so they thought they were having these uh religious moments or meaning of god and really they were just getting high hot boxing <laughs> yeah. messed yeah. up <laughs> yeah and so we kind of look uh, at why, this and why do like, you think that windows are so high on a catholic church dude <laughs> in all those colors <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, yeah. Whoa, man. you start looking at it and you're like, man, all of our religion and like our faith is based off a bunch of people getting stoned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, before we go into the stone part, Micah, do you remember the whole way we were raised on what happened in the Garden of Eden? Do you want to tell them like your little take on it? And if not, I will or, you know, uh, sure. I mean, my oh, man, get ready. Um, since, Get ready. Since I was a little kid, um, so I don't think that the uh, tree of knowledge or fruit of knowledge is 
is talking specifically about an actual piece of fruit. Um, mm. I think it's a metaphor, and I think it's it's to me it was it was the the serpent represented. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't a serpent, but it represented sin to me, um, the way that I, my understanding of it, and it was able to convince Eve to partake of the sin, which made her no longer um, God level. And when she convinced Adam to do this, do the same, the same happened to him. And then um, God cursed them to, you know, earthly bodies now. And I mean, they were already earthly bodies, but they, they my understanding was that they weren't, um, their, their lives were not like ours. They didn't live and die they just well, they were godlike yeah at this time they were immortal there there was no curse yet so they if you back it up not to interrupt you too much but just to give a little bit later what you just said real quick um the way that i specifically remember it was something that was taught in the way we were raised when we were young which was something called serpent seed this was like a, a message that was preached and basically what they said is okay so in the bible anytime you refer to fruit in the midst of the garden, that almost always specifically was addressing women's genitalia. That's why it was in the midst of the garden, and it was a reproductive part. That's why a man's seed was always literally like his cum, like that was seed and cum, right, in the garden. So when it says that Eve walked with this serpent over time, so it's not like she just met this guy and slept with him right away, but they literally believe that Eve was not an apple that she ate an apple and realized she was naked. Because right in the old storybooks when you're kids, you're like, oh, Eve ate an apple. And, oh, my gosh, they were naked. They killed a, a lamb and then they got dressed. Well, why did she get dressed from eating an apple? So they – that's right? That's what we're taught. But she – according to the teachings of how when we were kids said that, listen, she met this serpent-like creature, which was similar to man – yeah, and it said that it was it was subtle. It literally says in the scripture that it was good to look upon and good to the taste. And they're long so dick. like, <laughs> his name was Jerome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my name Tyrone. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he could be literally white too. Says... <laughs> but let's be fair. Let's be fair. <laughs> Good. So, so it says that this thing was good to look upon, good to the taste. She tastes of the fruit. So if we're referring to the Bible, I always referred to fruit was seed. And it was good to taste of. And then she takes it back to Adam. She's like, Adam, yo, check this out. And he's you like, wow. Sounds like she bought, a dil- she bought a dildo or, and like took it back. <laughs> like, hey, yo. Hey, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. So then she goes back to Adam, gives unto Adam. The, the like God said the, the the tree of the midst of the garden uh, you shall not eat of because the day that you eat of that you surely you will die but the serpent said you shall surely not die he changed one word he said you'll be likened unto gods so the idea was is that some people believe and it's not a popular thought it's just the way we were raised is that she literally had sex with him that's why she went back she showed Adam and they they make the first killing. Nothing's died to this point. They kill a lamb uh, to I, cover I, themselves, sorry, and then she gets pregnant with Cain and Abel. Yeah, sorry, but go ahead. I would say, for the way that we were raised, it is a very popular belief that they had actual sex. Well, within our group, like a, a group Cain of people, like, what do we represent? One point five percent of one percent of the population. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I, I I was under the impression that that was a that's a very no. 
Christian. That's not a popular thought. Within, oh, Joe, you were raised Catholic. Did were they teaching that Eve was out sucking dick with the? Uh, sounds with like the, a, uh, sounds like a threesome. If you're Catholic, <laughs> hey, if you're Catholic, no sex. You don't do right. that. It's a no, no, right? No, 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 nothing. Anything that feels good, stop. So no, we don't even talk about it. Yep. I was so well, well, I mean, yeah, I would think like back in the old days, if if you had a cane, then you were able to do whatever you wanted. That's true. You just beat him with it, right? Yeah. But so backing up, what are your hypotheses on this? So bringing this all back, and I have a point to why I'm telling the story is that okay? So they think that Eve literally made it with this thing that was similar to human, was similar enough to mate with, but not actually human, yeah. being the missing link right that we're always looking for and then god finds out they've done this he would come down every night and the dude that you know the dew he'd come out with the dew and he would talk with them and they were hiding and he knew what they'd done they killed the first lamb and they covered their private parts and he asked them what have they done and they tell him and you know basically uh adam blames eve and he's like the woman you gave me did this and then she's like well the serpent deceived me and then it says that he curses serpent to the ground crawl on its belly for the rest of its life to the point of what you guys were talking about the brain and all that stuff another fun fact about certain bone constrictors is that they all have hip bones so they know that they used to walk upright at one point in time yeah. so that's a fun little fact and well, then that is, that is fun right and then you have eve he curses her to childbirth and he has adam's curse to like you'll earn your living by the sweat of your brow which joe i don't know if you earn your living by the sweat of the brow or not but uh i know i do so (laughs) yeah but i've always thought about that what if that idea because then she has cain it doesn't sound like a very fair trade-off sweat doesn't sweat sweat on your brow (laughs) we get sweat on the brow and then the women get like hey you might die you guys you guys are like ah my eye and then, the, and then the girls are like, oh, my God. I'm dying. There's a vagina. My head. There's a head. There's a. I made a person. I made, I made a person. First of all, Joe, oh. congratulations on your baby girl, uh, oh. Hendrix, correct? Yeah. 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 Dude. So were you in the room for this process? Bro. So yeah. I was going to be a. <laughs> I was going to be a, an above the shoulders kind of a guy. And. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that the doctor was coming in from vacation. And he was like 30 minutes away from his house when they called what? her. Yeah, because we weren't supposed to have her till yesterday. And oh, okay. uh, she ended oh, really? up coming like on Saturday. And uh, so we're in there and she's like, oh, all right. Doesn't she uh, know the Saturdays are for the boys? What's wrong with her? Seriously. Like, that's what I said. <laughs> we had the whole, me and Joe had this whole plan to smoke cigars. <laughs> yep, yep. And the baby ended up coming. Uh, the doctor was on his way, and the nurse was like, "All right, I'll hold this leg. You hold that leg." And I was like, "Holy shit! Here we yes. go!" So yeah, it was. Uh, you're right there, right? Like you're literally. I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it was always like, "Oh, that's happening." There's my wife's face. That's happening. There's no like not seeing. Yeah, and they're doing things exactly. down there that you're looking at her face like. Are you gonna react? Like, did, did you did you not feel it? <laughs> Newfound respect, and it's it's the most like awesome, terrifying thing that I think anybody can go through because it's it's terrifying. Dude, I'm not yeah, gonna lie, it's like a, it's a big mixture on like being extremely proud and trying not to pass out. 
<laughs> and you've got to like shut these memories out because one day you're going to revisit that area for different intentions and purposes. I know. And there are some things that went down here that are well, hard yeah. to get out of you. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> my wife is going to hear this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Thank God my wife doesn't listen to the show. I was just telling my kids the other day, his wife just started listening. So, Joe, oh, my God, I got to bring this up. So, Joe, you know how you posted that picture about being whipped? And then, like, oh. literally two weeks after that, his wife just started listening to all the episodes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I not that far yet. But I was dying. I'm like, thank God she doesn't listen to stuff. I could say whatever, you know? And, Dude. uh. I'm so happy that it took y'all, like, a couple days to even figure it out. That is my favorite part, that he took it to Britain. He's like, listen, I don't understand. Explain. <laughs> yeah. Oh listen, I, I don't pick up good on, like, <sighs> social cues, pictures uh, <laughs> that are supposed to have a deeper meaning. It's I forgot what we thing. talked about in the show, to be honest. That's why I forgot. Because the minute I started listening to the show again, it hit me. I was like, oh, my God. But when I just seen the picture, Rich, I was like, oh, so Joe's doing DMT again. Okay, no worries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think y'all were talking about uh, wanting to do a show or something, and Michael was sleeping, and he was going to wake up to do <laughs> a show. And, and, and his wife was like, go back to bed. And then, William, you were like, oh, you're so whipped. And then Michael went in on this whole thing on how he's not whipped. I'm not whipped. <laughs> That's kind of how it all happened, I think. And so, and then oh, the post, yeah. I was like, go back to bed, Micah. And then I put the whipped cream on there. That's right. <laughs> it was freaking hilarious. Uh, I, I didn't see it until, like, I think the day after. And I it, it just completely slipped my mind as to what the, what it could possibly mean. So it took me a second. Yeah, and as well you said, I did take it to Brittany and real, real quick though, Micah. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but okay. So that whole idea of like, had you guys ever heard that idea of the Garden of Eden before, and how like then now there's some mixed seed between this, I've, like I've, Cain I've heard, and Abel. I've heard, yes, yes. And I how have, there's like I the chosen ones. I've never heard of that. And, and another interesting thing too. Now, uh, Joe, I'm going to ask you about this because I've never heard of Adam having another wife. I had always heard the story of that God created. Adam in the Bible says he created Adam, both he and she was him, meaning that Adam was one. He was both him and she, and then he took the rib. And to this day, men have one less rib than females on the left side, right? Yeah. And he creates Eve, but was equal at the time or whatever. And you go into that whole story. But I, so how does the whole, like, I've never heard that Adam had a previous wife. That's interesting. What's that all about? So he, so there was, there was, a woman who was in the Garden of Eden already. Her name right? was Bambi. Uh, and she she was not going to be subservient. So she wasn't going to obey the rules. And obey. Oh, she and was like strong, she independent. Ended up, she ended up leaving the picture. And then God took the rib to create the perfect woman for Adam. Oh, snap. So that's how Eve came about. So. This is like the uh, what are the what's the woman's movement? What's that? Uh, me too uh, movement. Me as well. No, no, not me, me as well. Me as well. Feminist kind of <laughs> thing. Feminist. She is like a feminist. Okay. Feminist. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. Like, literally. So it's so funny that like we hear these stories growing up. Like we don't even think anything of them as kids, like Noah's Ark and all that stuff. But have you ever th- sat down and thought about the idea of like how did – if Noah – if God destroyed the earth with a flood and it went down to literally Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives – and then on the ark, it gives the exact dimensions. It tells you exactly how it was built. Did he fit all of the animals that currently exist on there? Nobody could fit all the DNA of all the animals on the planet. Ooh, on it. just like the one we were talking about, Norway, like over there in Norway right now, right? Yeah. We, we just yep. talked about that. Like that guy at work that was talking about that, saying how like he thinks that this is just the species repeating this process, and how like he feels the bushes and the trumps and all these guys, well, particularly the bushes, that they have this weird, sick, like satanic bloodline. Like it, it gets really that. Gets, I know you guys talked on this like way back in the day, like on episode five or seven, like way, way, way back. You guys briefly hit on this. Yeah. And I don't know how much you remember about it, but like Mike, have you heard about this? Like how behind the scenes they're all related. Like all the Bushes, of the, the presidents yeah. are related. All of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> you haven't, yeah, dude. It gets related. dark. It gets Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself yeah. uh, and all, that's and they're, why so all of their stuff. penises are the same color too it's kind of ah. weird they're like the rockets from the dogs just the same thing every yeah. time i don't it's really yeah <laughs> they're like like try to make it like culturally normal but it's just it's not nah, it's not okay no one's into it they keep yeah. trying to push it nobody right. yeah <laughs> but yeah no that's just uh I don't know, man. There's something. There's something to all that stuff. It's it's really weird to me. And uh, but anyways, but the whole idea of the reptilians in the garden, if there is an alien species that perhaps was the missing link, are they able to genetically like they learned over time? So how to? I I want to morph inter- into looking. Like- I'll I'll interject. Will just just a quick story. So we I had a a, a family friend. Uh, I talked to her, and uh, I never met this woman. Um, I'm not going to tell her name, but, uh, her story is very interesting. Yeah. How did you dang it? (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, like I've told the story on the podcast before, but, uh, she's from Texas and, uh, she, her name's Linda Bob. That is clearly (laughs) exactly her name. Uh, but her her story is very very uh, similar to a lot of stories, a lot of uh, experience or stories with with shapeshifters. If we're going along that line, is she witnessed as a as a child uh, opening up the her door at the time when she was a kid? She had like this extra bedroom door that opened up to the back of her you know backyard, and she okay. she had three little boys that were in her class, like in her like fifth grade class, right? And she said that her, their faces were kind of, they looked like they were projections. They looked like 3D projections. I remember this. And uh, yes. they were wearing, they were wearing really old clothes that they would have worn <laughs> like two years ago. Um, and yeah. she remembers that really vividly and asked these specific children that she thought she saw the next day at school. She was like, hey, what were y'all doing in my house? Like fucking 930. Like, yo, I'm asleep. <laughs> And they were like, what bit? Like, what? And still to this day, they have no idea. And they'll co- corroborate that story. But uh, sh- her memory is that it that it looked like there was some type of necklace that was projecting something on top of a mm-hmm. face of a child. So going back to like, like shape-shifting, um, that's how this all started. 
it's interesting too when you mentioned the whole going back to with the shape-shifting in Men in Black kind of intertwined. I don't know if you guys have seen this at all, but some people are saying that there's a theory out there, a hypothesis, not a theory, hypothesis, that uh, Men in Black could be the tall whites because tall whites are able to morph, and that's why the Men in Black are always like seven foot tall and yeah, stuff. Why, why not? And they're like, and they're not like quite human looking. You ever heard about this explanation before? Someone was like, eyebrows and yeah. Things. Yeah. They were joking, saying, like, a drunk alien got sent down to, like, copy human beings. They're like, yeah, good, good enough. And he, like, went back. He's like, dude, where's your eyebrows? Where are the lipstick? And they, yeah. like, literally draw on draw on lipstick and stuff to yeah. look human. <laughs> like a dude, like, that seven sounds foot like, tall. Like, well, that sounds like something. I like like cross That would sounds like something a mantis creature would do, right? Like, draw, on, draw on lips and eyebrows. Yeah, I heard, like, putting the hat on, trying to look more human. Yeah. 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 Dude, I insist to this day, if praying mantis were ever like a decent size for the love of, like we're screwed. Like, could you imagine a, like, a five foot tall praying like mantis? Yeah. Dude, for real. Have you seen the videos where they're just eating lizards and yeah. stuff? Like they are insane. Yeah, Super fun. smart too. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, man. so well, we've, anyways, gone, we've gone through the gamut, my friend. I know we have. We we ran it twice, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anybody I, want to throw I anything just, dark in there before we leave I just, or I just, are we <laughs> no i just love that we were so like we skept we we stuck to a specific timeline we never varied we like stuck yeah. you know we, we were really very, stayed on point on this stary, one staring uh staying on point we never varied through the path at all no Not no once. random thoughts and i love that about <laughs> this podcast is that it's very factual it's very factual and uh, I'm just uh, I'm glad you had us on because like oh, as doctor scientists Joe uh, and I uh, and 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 William as well I feel like you're a doctor scientist as well Micah you're oh, man. you're a doctor scientist as well I I, res- I respect your opinion and and the fact that we could stay on a, a subject as long as we have been tonight for two hours <clears throat> um, you know I I I don't know I'm gonna submit I don't know is Nobel Prize uh, ringing any bells for you guys. <laughs> is that too far? I don't think it's too far. No. Well, I, I'm thinking Nobel Prize, not Nobel. Like, like Nobel. <laughs> do Prize. Nobel. Yeah. Notably <laughs> notable. What about that? We can yeah. do notably notable. Yeah. Notably <laughs> noble prize. It's 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 like a it's like a it's like a macaroni the and cheese. To the original manager kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> assistant oh two. Yes, yeah, I, I uh. I definitely had a lot of fun, man. I, I hope y'all's uh, I hope y'all's audience enjoys it. Uh, I know I had sure. a good time, so I know I yeah, had a no, good for time. Sure. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, uh, if you guys want to check them out, it's UFO Garage Podcast. Uh, aliens, all things weird. Wait, I said that wrong. I said the last You're part. Close. Wrong. I've, I've I've had too many drinks tonight. It's it's that's not right. We you gotta drink, say it right for us. Drink a white claw, dude. It's. <laughs> <laughs> no it's ufos no. aliens wieners and all things weird there it uh, yeah, is yeah. perfect yeah. bring it in that's right <laughs> oh yeah we got it real quick before we let you guys go do you really feel we missed out michael loves bringing this up he he also agrees with you guys that we missed out on the big old booty bandit uh oh, yeah. oh, like on, <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> oh, you don't have that God. domain somebody's gonna buy that domain Dude, I'm telling you, just like the the Broner's on a T-shirt, and on the back it's just gonna say "Um and Huh," and that's what I'm gonna sell. That's that's. <laughs> well, just you know, I design stuff for a living, so you just tell me what that you want. That is true. 
Just, I mean, but you have a sensitive neck, though. I heard that that's. I do. Hence as you the can see, V-neck. as you can see, my neck is fucking red, dude. I'm not just naturally a redneck. Oh my god. Yeah, I oh. literally have a very sensitive neck. That sucks, man. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, I, my, I don't want to make fun of anybody else out there Pleiad- who has a it's sensitive neck. My Pleiadian. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bleeding blood, through. Bloodline. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, uh, really and truly, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, when you guys reached out, I was beyond excited to have you guys on here. So um, thank you once again for coming on and, and, and shedding, like I said, light and staying on topic with us. This is what it's all about here on Bob. <laughs> no worries, man. Thanks for having us yeah. on. And thanks for listening to the show, man. Really appreciate it. Yep. And uh, real quick, if there's anything you guys want to plug, any YouTube channels, anything else you want to put in there for anybody to check you out on go ahead and throw that out there and then uh we'll let you gentlemen go for the evening oh yeah i mean if you want to support the podcast if you like it buy some t-shirts because we don't make money unless you buy a t-shirt uh and and true story and and you know what like t-shirts like we don't need to make money we have jobs but you know it's fun to have people wearing our t-shirts like we're fine we're gonna make the podcast no matter what it doesn't matter if you buy a t-shirt or not we would be badass if you did buy a t-shirt that would be sick. And it's on ufogaragepc.com. Also, if you bought a Bob t-shirt, that would be Ooh. dope. I don't, I don't think we We need to Bob get t-shirt. Well, maybe we can talk him after the podcast here and we'll get something uh we'll get something set up here to finally make a t-shirt. We did We did say copywriting it right now so no one can copy it. We had said we want to make a t-shirt. Brown the first idea. that way. Well, I said it was going to be <laughs> The rights to my beard shall not be the rights to my beard shall not be infringed upon, and I want that to be a T-shirt because I looked it up. I can't find it anywhere. And the rights, like that's the it. rights to my beard shall not be infringed upon. That's what yeah, I, 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 don't, like, I think he's saying that wrong. I think he's. I think he meant to say my beard shall not be infringed upon. Oh yeah, that works okay. too. That's you know. Oh we're gonna be on a uh, Lori and Fenton show. Oh, uh, yeah. this Monday. Yeah, the third. Uh, y'all can check that out on uh, Revolution Radio. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be working on some pretty interesting projects here pretty soon. So we'll keep everybody up up to date on all that stuff. Yeah, we're doing well. a documentary on uh, Eric Mitchell. So that's going to be sick. And you guys also have a, uh, a Facebook page. I know I've sent a couple of my friends a request to join you guys for there. So you guys have that. That's UFO Garage Podcast. Uh, I believe that's it, right? Just for the name on for the Facebook. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, garage podcast group. Yeah, we appreciate you. Uh, 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 Will, yeah, you always send people our way, so I really appreciate you, man. I, 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 that's awesome. We Heck get a lot. Yeah. We get a lot it's of members. They're like, uh, it's always like so and so deferred by Will. I'm like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Like, most Heck of yeah. our most of our people. <laughs> there we go. Hey, thanks so much for having us on, man. It was so awesome. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, uh, I'm excited for you guys. You guys are so patriotic. Uh, I had a, a blast tonight. <laughs> USA, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's do this again. For sure, for sure. For sure. And as uh, always, guys, stay curious and keep it weird out there. Right, all right, man. Y'all take it easy. Cheers. Cheers.